Uh, it's good to see Rico smile. <laughs> well done. I, I didn't know how him and Roberto were going to put that thing together. I gave Roberto way too much latitude with that one. So Could have missed the mark, didn't miss the mark. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, right up against the line there. Yeah, he wrote an essay earlier about that movie. So right. Yeah, oh, like no. Roberto, it's supposed to be 30 seconds or less. He's breaking down. And then they went, okay, we can stop. So, yeah. But I say it's good to see you smile. Like, I mean, that's as brutal a way to lose a Super Bowl as there is, right? It is. I mean, but. I it, mean, outside of what the Falcons did, but Shanahan's part of all three of them. So. Yeah, that's different. Um,. Yeah, I guess everybody expects me to be throwing the chair, the chair drop. Look, man, that game, it's at the bottom corner. Oh, no, they got got a different setting on over here. Yeah, Yeah, they was expecting the chair drop. There it is. It wasn't that. I mean, was I disappointed? Yeah, I was disappointed. But sometimes two good teams play and just a better team won. And Mahomes cemented himself as that guy like yeah you kind of saw it coming especially the final play I'm sitting there and I'm like, whatever you do cover you know don't let Travis Kelsey go wide open and sure enough they covered him they just happened to leave it was a Hardman just wide open yep so and as soon as the play started, I was like and he's wide open you just dropped your head and, and that's ball game so but I thought you would have had more frustration with the way that Kyle Shanahan handled this thing. And you came in, and I don't know, maybe you're a better person than Lions fans and all of us who were upset a week or two weeks ago. Now. Yeah, I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to boycott the combine and the draft. No, I'm not doing that. But your coach did you no favors in that game. You have no issue with how he handled himself? No, I, 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 no. Cookies, I didn't like everything that he did. But the whole, you know, should he have been aggressive, should he have not been aggressive, that wasn't my biggest concern with him. My biggest concern was at the beginning of the third quarter. You get the pick, and you're on the Kansas City side of the field. You have the offensive player MVP of on your team who was basically picking up yards running the ball. They stopped running the ball. They stopped doing what they were doing, three and out, three and out, three and, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we should probably – hand the ball off to McCaffrey, which they did in the fourth quarter. They regained the lead. They started looking like the Niners from the first half. A lot of missed opportunities. The overtime, first of all, can we just have this overtime regular season? Thank you. When people go to a game, are you? do you have some place to go? You got some place to be? I've never understood that. Well, it just takes so long. Where else were you going? You came to a game. There's... Sit there and watch and be entertained. The Chiefs, Andy Reid was the better coach. Andy Reid had his players prepared for the overtime. They were like, yeah, we, we've been practicing this back, going back to training camp. Like, we knew. We're going back, and if this happens, this is what we're going to do. Shanahan, I would have took the ball. I mean, I know I would have kicked it. I would have kicked it and said, Kansas City, you go first. Because I need to know what do I have to do. Yes. But then when they explained it, I'm like, okay, I kind of see because you're going against Mahomes, you don't want to give him the extra possession. So if Kansas City goes first, they score, you score, then they get the ball back again. But then Reed came up with an idea that I'm like, you know what? I guess I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, we're just going to go for two. We, we weren't kicking the extra point. We were going for two. I'm not trying to do this in hindsight. At the time of the toss, I thought it was negligent to take the ball. 
the rule had changed. You were guaranteed a rebuttal. That's how it always should have been to begin with. Cookies. You're I'm, guaranteed I'm, a rebuttal. You don't take the ball first. I thought it was shades of the uh, Thanksgiving Day game. I'm like, no, Fred Warner said he wanted to go on defense. No, he didn't. Rico, he actually said he wanted to go on offense. It, it's not as bad as taking the wind, but it nothing, is. Put, nothing, nothing is that bad. Nothing will ever be as bad as taking the wind. But you have to have... Four downs. You gave Mahomes four downs and gave yourself three downs. No, the rationale was we're going to score, they're going to score, then it's sudden death. We get the ball, we kick a field goal, we walk away because that's Mahomes. You limit the amount of times. I don't agree. I understand. I don't agree. That I'm not yelling at you. To Kyle Shanahan. There was no third possession, you bozo. I'm happy you saved yourself for the third possession. Did you have your closer ready in the 11th inning? Oops, there was no 11th inning. The idea that you would take the ball, not know if you need a touchdown or a field goal, settle for a field goal on fourth down, give Mahomes the ball knowing what he needs to win. Even if you score a touchdown, they're going to score a touchdown and go for two. Read at his guys prepared. Niners players are going, what rule change? True story. Multiple no, no, no. Niners going, we had no idea what the strategy was. Yeah, they said they were reading it on the Jumbotron and, and as Rico, they put it up during the game. Rico, and it's why maybe you can defend some of the in-game stuff, and it's not all his fault, but the three largest blown leads in the history of the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan has been either the head coach or the offensive coordinator. I mean, so there's he, no defending this. That's all-time playoff choker. So you should just quit? I didn't say quit. <laughs> But Go get Bill Belichick but, but, in San Francisco. But, but, it's over. But, but David, David, that's why I don't understand. He no. calls me today, and, and we're talking before the show. I would be livid if I was a Niners fan. How can you blow another double-digit lead? You forget CMC. You're kicking field goals. You're taking the ball in overtime. How are you not more upset? I mean, the double-digit lead was early in the game. It wasn't a double-digit lead late in the game. That's a different thing because you knew. Come on. Did you think you were going to shut out the Kansas City no, Chiefs? They were, they were going to go on a run. It was 10 no. Rico, they didn't put them away. Yes. They had so it, many chances yeah, to put they them fumbled, away. Yes, they fumbled the ball. They did a lot of things. Did he make some bad calls? Yeah. The third quarter, very upset. But yeah, the, the, the kicking the ball was like, I mean, taking the ball at the beginning of overtime was like, yeah, I probably would have went on defense, but I guess you knew what you were doing. But it was my home. You were never going to get the ball back. Right. Because later you found out that if they had scored a touchdown, the Chiefs were going to go for two. And I got to believe the play that won them the game was their two-point conversion play. That they would have just rolled that play out, it would have worked, and they would have walked away winning the game on a walk-off two-point conversion. I would have kicked it. I'm not that – because I'm upset more that he didn't run Christian McCaffrey more in the third quarter. Yeah, That's just me. Think, I'm sure Detroiters don't care, but – it was, For me, Rico, I'm angry. It was the Super Bowl. Right. People watch. Despite what people and, may and have claimed, thing. you're good. And here's the other thing. He probably said, we want to score. His defense had been playing lights out. They had been confusing Mahomes. Mahomes wasn't playing the greatest game. They were getting key stops. Yeah. And he figured, guys, can you do it one more time? Can you go out? And they got him into a fourth down play. And then... Once again, they called the timeout and dialed up the perfect play, and it was like, come on, how did you not know that he wasn't going to run the ball? He's not trusting the ball with Pachinka. He's not giving the ball to anybody. Game maybe, on the line. Maybe Kelsey. But no, I'm just, you know Mahomes what? Mahomes is I, touching I, the ball. I make yep. a quarter of a billion dollars. I got this, fellas. I'll pick up this first down, which he did. And when the play happened, it was just like Bosa bit 
went after Isaiah Pacheco. It's like, yep, and it just has gameplay. What you saw was Andy Reid took Shanahan to school in the in the in in that overtime. So okay, a couple things. The fallout of this game and viewing it through the lens of being a Lions fan. The way the Lions lost blowing a 17-point lead at the half versus the way your Niners just lost the Super Bowl. We can ask the question, which way is the worst way to lose? I also think there's the lens of watching that game as a Lions fan. Did you feel like you would have won that game? Because when it was sloppy and it was early, I saw a lot of people going, oh, the Lions already have two touchdowns right now. The Lions could... See, I would say this for the Lions. I mean, for two weeks, I've heard, we've all heard... This show, you've on your shows, Kenny's taking phone calls for two shows. David's heard it. The pain that Detroit had losing in the NFC Championship game. Would you rather that pain or the pain this morning if you were the San Francisco 49ers and you just lost in overtime? It's worse to lose that way. It's worse to lose in the Super Bowl in overtime. The pain this morning. I would rather have the pain this morning. Sign me up for that pain every single day of the week. I would love to know what it's like to be in that game. I have no idea what it's like to be in that game. I don't even know what it's like to be close to that game before this year. I'll take that pain. Kenny, it's a different type of pain. I'm going to let you know. It's a pain where you are. You seem happy about losing the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm not happy about it. No, I'm I'm, not. David, not from the top rope. Right. Coming from the Steeler fan. No, I'm, I'm not happy. It's a different pain, though. It's one where... Yeah, you're gonna look back and say we could have beaten the we beat the Chiefs already. We could have beat the Niners if we would have did all of that. But this is a game losing in overtime. You start looking at we were this play away from hoisting the trophy. We I, were this stop away. We were this overthrown pass to Debo away, missing Brandon Ayuk away from winning it all. So it's a different pain. It's a deeper pain. But I think Kenny's right. It's a deeper pain, but you welcome it. You welcome the, the chance to be in that game against either of those kind of teams. Yeah, I don't know, man, because listen to the people saying they're going to boycott the Super Bowl. Would they boycott next season? No. Stop. God, it was the most hollow. They wouldn't show up at the draft in Detroit. Right, it would the be draft empty. is in Detroit. We're not going. Too painful. Too painful. Okay. I think people saying that were never being genuine anyway. <laughs> I don't either. Bunch of phonies. You watch the Super Bowl. Come on. And if you watch the Super Bowl, there is a question about agony and pain and losing because that was a game the Niners had. Double-digit lead with the ball, chance after chance after chance to put the ball away. You even win the coin toss in overtime where you get to set the narrative, where you get to decide whether you're, you want to know. And yeah, that was. It, I was like, yes, wait, what? Why did you do that? Wait, huh? To lose that way is more painful. I would still sign up for it 10 out of 10 times to get to the Super Bowl, be in that spot. It's like, would you rather be the Bills or the Lions? Remember that debate that would you know go for years and years? I'd rather be the Bills and get to those Super Bowls than never get there to begin with. But we can start there. 248-539-9797. My other question was, do the Lions win that game? Because there's a lot of talk about if they beat the Niners, they're here, they win the Super Bowl. Do you, do you feel that way after watching a sloppy game where neither team jumped out? Do you feel like the Lions genuinely win that game if they play yesterday? You're laughing. I, I take it your answer is no, they don't beat Mahomes. No, you know what? My answer comes up next. Here's how I... I lose like, in overtime, lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, the third Super Bowl I've seen them lose. So everybody acts like, oh, it's just a 
for a given you'll get to the Super Bowl and win. No, it, it's not. It's it's a different type of hurt. I guess the best way I can equate it, which is why I didn't make too much fun of Lions fans first time you get your heart broken. Mm. Man, it sucks. Man, it hurts. It's bad. After you get it broken a few more times, you learn how to cope and deal with it. And all right, you know. Let's use the breakup analogy. What happened to your team? You were just left at the altar. You got as close to being actually married and wed as you could be. Right. And you were left at the altar. Now, yeah. Now, you know what? Either let's just turn this into a big party because we're all here and the alcohol's paid for. So let's go. The other question was, hey, Lions fans, you watch the game. Who are we kidding? I'm not buying this. I didn't watch the Super Bowl routine. You watched it. And when you watched it, you saw sloppy football. Right. Neither team wanted to put that game away. It went to overtime until someone finally did put it away. As you watched that game as a Lions fan, did you feel like they would have won? Be honest. Watching this Super Bowl was different than previous Super Bowls because you were that close. Did you feel like you would have won the game if your team played? No, I don't. Because the thing is, it and it, it kind of goes back to the long argument we've had for two years. The 49ers controlled the defensive line by rushing four. The Lions weren't able to just rush four. When the Lions rush four, they get torched. So Aaron Glenn constantly dialing up blitzes, dialing up blitzes. You saw what happened in the fourth quarter and in the overtime when the Niners started dialing up blitzes against Mahomes. That's when he picked them apart. That's when all of a sudden he just put on the cape and said, guys, let's go win this thing. But for three quarters, they were containing him they muddied the waters. They did everything that they could. So based off of what I know about the Lions defense, no. Because Aaron Glenn is not just going to rush four. That's a death sentence against Mahomes. And here's the other thing. Like it or not, for those who are going to say, well, we beat them at the beginning of the year. Guys, there was a big difference last night. The 49ers are the world champions if there was no Chris Jones and no Travis Kelsey playing. When you beat them, those guys weren't there. That is not your fault. That is not your concern. That's a Kansas City problem, not a Detroit problem. But to sit there and say, well, we beat them before, different team. Because Chris Jones just kind of took it over at the end and interrupted two wide-open touchdowns. When the Lions beat Kansas City, they scored 14 offensive points. They also got a pick six, but 14 offensive points. It would have been a bogged-down kind of game. Yeah. Only they'd have Chris Jones... And they'd have Travis Kelsey. As much as I'd like to say the Lions would have won that game, they wouldn't have blown that 10-point lead. They just blew a 17-point lead the week before. So I can't in good conscience come on and go, the Lions would have won that game like so many people wanted to proclaim on social media. The reality is you're right, Rico. You would have had to blitz Mahomes because there's no other way for the Lions to get pressure. That is not a winning formula over four quarters. And let's just acknowledge what they are. They're inevitable. Yes. They don't go away. Their defense is special. That's the headline that not enough people are going to focus on because it's Mahomes and the narrative. That defense was really good. They won multiple road playoff games. They held everybody in check, and they closed that game out. The third and five at the end of regulation when they blitzed McDuffie, their best DB. Yep. Blitzed him, got home. Made him settle he for a field the ball goal. Down. Yes, and then Chris Jones, he got the pressure, but it was also a blitz at the end of of the final overtime possession right. for San Francisco. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I would have loved to be in that game. I'd much rather be there and be stood up at the altar. I'd much rather be there than losing the NFC title game. But embarrassing. I, I can't do the proclamation thing today. Where my team would have won because no. I like them. I I don't no. see it. Honestly, there's probably a team that can say that. It's just not Detroit. 
It's the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you guys remember what happened at their crib on Christmas night? Yeah. It wasn't close. That was embarrassing. That was get your pants pulled down and they in lo- front of all your friends. And they lost the conference title in their own building. Yeah, they and they did. got away from who they were in their own building. They did. And that's what Kansas City makes you do because I yeah. think you forget, you, you stop. Like, for the beginning of the game, the Niners didn't care that Mahomes was on the other side. But at the end of the game, everything was based on, but you know Patrick Mahomes is going to get this ball back. How do we beat Mahomes? That, that was the problem. They started overthinking, which I think led to the mistake in the overtime, it was, well, do we want Mahomes to have the ball twice? As you said, he didn't need it twice. He just needed it once. Mm-hmm. He got it done. You stop being yourself. When they were themselves, they ran the ball. If the Lions would have had that, no, I don't think you're going to rush four. 248-539-9797. I don't think you rush four and hit home. And, it, yeah, Chase Young, the guy you said you didn't need, he, was, he had a hell of a game last night. Okay? You can make fun of him all you want. But he was out there. Randy Gregory, not a good dude. But last night, he was out there making plays. They had Mahomes scrambling. They cut off the passing lanes. They, they, they held the running game in check. They were doing everything. Your front four is not that good, which goes back to every draft when I'm like, my God, can Hello? you just draft this person? Can you just draft this person? Give Aiden some help, and now you got something. I want to say they're going to do that, but I've given up hope. I'm wait, not going to say well, that. What do you mean? You're giving up hope. That they're going to go out and get somebody on the defensive line with a top pick. Because, you know, Holmes just, you know, he's going to keep his receipts. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going to be a part of the receipts. You draft who you want to draft. You do you, Brad. They, they are recording right now hi, waiting hey, on you. Hi, Brad. You do you. <laughs> no, see, I don't think that's how we need to approach this offseason. Here's the thing. A GM as successful as Brad Holmes is still not above criticism. The bar is even higher now. The challenge is even more difficult now. And you will be scrutinized more now. And if they do ignore the edge pressure opposite Aiden Hutchinson, they will not be able to seal the deal here. Right? I mean, and there's a variety of ways to do it. Trade, free agency, the draft. But you can't ignore it. You can't be boxed into blitz or or else you can't get home. They can't do that again. Here's what you saw last night. Offense is fun. You got to have defense. And the game was boring to some because it was defense. It was two top defenses battling each other. It was a battle of attrition. Yes. A game like the Lions and Chargers would have been entertaining. It would have been fun. Everybody would have said, this is a great game. No defense being played whatsoever. You got to be able to stop, folks. The Lions, they, they, it seems like they put a ton of resources in that offense. And that offense is one of the best in, in the NFL. This year, you got to invest heavily into the defense. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Jim, you're next up. You're on ninety seven one. Yeah, how you doing, Bo? Man, we would have beat anyone, any uh, either team in that game. You know what I mean? We beat Kansas City the first game of the year. We would have easily beat them. We would have scored more easily, than them. We would have got home with four. We we never for the we first time in when five all the time. We hadn't been blitzing all year. We no, 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 home. Jim, 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 when you weren't blitzing, your defense was getting torched. Then all of a sudden you started blitzing. No, yes, no, that's not true. It is we true. We were great in the red zone. 
We were Jim, they were one of the worst. No, hold on. They were one of the worst red zone defenses in the NFL. Just because they're my team doesn't mean I'm going to make stuff up about them, Jim. Come on no, now. No, no, no. Yes, no, no, yes, yes. Not, we'll pull it up true. right now. We, 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 we all have true. the internet, no, Jim. Weren't. You know what? No. What? What? You know what? What? We would have beat Kansas City. We would have beat Kansas City. Because you want to or because they would have? No, because I know we would have. I've I've been to hundreds of pro games like that and watched the Lions for 15 years. Watched them up close and personal. I I think they would have beat them. I know they would have beat them. Jim, you barely beat Kansas City. How did we beat them the first game of the year? Did Did we blitz them? The first game of the year? You got to pick okay. six uh, off Kadarius Tony's hands, and he doesn't play anymore. They don't then, allow him to suit up in games anymore. And two of their best players did not play. That's not your fault, but let's not act it like that. It does change the dynamic. They were two okay. really clutch players last night I, in I, the Super Bowl. I, I think I can say for a fact, no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. Chiefs don't win that game. Think of all the plays that those two made the big play. Whether it was a defensive stop, whether it was a catch. Critical conversion. Even the final touchdown, Kelsey knew, I'm the decoy. Two people chased after him, and he knew it the second he saw both of them. He probably gave him the middle finger and was like, touchdown, bitches, we won. And you can also say this, that McDuffie and Sneed weren't playing at the high level they were playing at the end of the season. Great point. Those guys were locked down late in the season. I but have it you know in fr- what? These are your people. No, I have it in front of me right now. Lions red zone defense, 30th in the NFL. I get it. I get it. I'm just being mean and making well, stuff no, no, up. No, but here's no the that's the truth. Well, you would have beat both teams. Two weeks ago, you had a chance to beat one of those and teams. And didn't. And it hurts. <laughs> I'm not trying to trivialize it. It sucks that they didn't beat San Francisco. But the idea that having blown a 17-point lead to San Francisco, they would have not blown the lead to Patrick Mahomes? No, Jim. I won. I watched hundreds of okay, games, yeah, Kenny, okay? I was about to say, you did, look, I'm going to let you two handle that because nobody, Lord knows, they don't want to hear from me about this because they're like, your team won. They didn't win last night. That Kansas City team was a different team than what you played at the beginning of the year. You won that game. I'm not taking anything away from you winning that game, but that wasn't the same team. You didn't have Kadarius Toney out there, and you had two other people who didn't play. Okay, guys, the Lions (laughs) are close. They're very close. They didn't win the Super Bowl. What are you talking about, man? I watch hundreds of games. They're very close. This doesn't have to turn into a bash fest. They're very close. And with a good offseason, the Lions can win the Super Bowl. Okay. We asked for it. Would they have won that game? Your reactions. David, I see the clock. It's 97-1. Your people. Lions know who they're chasing. Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champs. And if you watch that game as a Lions fan, you probably thought neither of these teams look inspiring. You probably thought, damn, we're close. We're so close. And that's what makes this offseason so exciting is that you're centimeter away. You're close. But, Rico, I'm not going to be a fanboy and tell you they would have won that game. Not after watching what Kansas City finished off, which is. Well, you've only seen 40 games. You haven't seen hundreds of games. I am so sorry. (laughs) But what they finished off was impressive. That defense, the blueprint was there all year. Low scoring, keep it close, Mm -hmm. give Mahomes the ball, one more chance, one more time, and he's eventually going to go on a drive. And he did in overtime. Eight of eight, 
extended plays with his feet. He's the best quarterback in football. He's making a case to be the greatest of all time. Well, here's, and you here's, had to go up against him with the inability to get pressure unless you blitzed. Right. And 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 that that opportunity to face Patrick Mahomes, I would love to see it for this football team. Could the Lions have won? Yes. Would they? I don't think so. Which is what makes this offseason so important to get one step closer. Yeah, I don't think your defense was good enough because they added two elements and they subtracted one because here's what gets lost in the game that the Lions won. They went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Mahomes got the ball back and had yeah. Kadarius Tony wide open about 10, 15 yards behind the safety. Now, I don't know if he would have made it all the way for a touchdown, but it would have been enough for them to at least kick something. He dropped it. Yeah. He flat out dropped it. Now, you know, I didn't get that lucky last night. His receivers caught everything because Kadarius uh, Tony. I don't know where he, he's he, in Siberia. I think he was Usher's backup dancer. <laughs> I don't know where he was at. He tried to sneak in the building. No, no, no I'm with Usher. But think about it. The, the Ravens were a, a team who had the one seed, MVP at quarterback. They were held to 10 points. He faced Josh Allen at Josh Allen's house. This defense came through when they needed to. They faced the Miami Dolphins, a super explosive offense. Shut them down. They faced San Francisco in the Super Bowl with the Thanos Infinity Gauntlet. All the All-Pros, number one explosive offense. Rico. 22 points. You scored two touchdowns. One was a trick play. I mean, Kansas City's defense was legit. They would have played a low-scoring game against anybody, and they have Mahomes. Yeah, and the trick play, the ball was hanging in the air. I thought it was going to be a pick six. So, no, you're right. The defense was legit. Jones is a difference maker. He wasn't playing. Yeah. I think that that would be a big difference if they played the Lions, him being on that defensive line. And another thought as a Lions fan watching the game, we'll get to it at 3 o'clock, but just a, a, an additional amount of respect for Dan Campbell. We'll do that top of the hour. Back to the phones. We've got Dean up next. Dean, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. Uh, I, I, I just can't get over the last caller. Um, he was very unrealistic. Um, but uh, me being a Lions fan, I think that we still would have lost. I think it would have been, I don't know, maybe closer just because like, yeah, they, they played big, you know, big deal. They beat Kansas city, but like you guys were saying, Kansas city was, they didn't have Jones. Um, it was a different team. And Detroit did get better throughout the year, but they got whooped by Baltimore. They, you know, they lost like Seattle. I just think that they were, they would have been closer, but you know, it's it's the Super Bowl. Obviously, anything can happen. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, you'd rather be there and find out as opposed to let yeah, Rico's team say, stand in anyway. Dean, can you exactly. get any closer than losing it on the final play in overtime? Hard, hard to get any closer <laughs> without actually winning. I mean, well, that's part of the agony that we started the show with. <laughs> it's a good point, Rico. How can you get any closer? I mean, uh, here's how you could have gotten closer. Campbell doesn't settle for a field goal. He goes for a touchdown. They get it, but you lose on a two-point conversion the other way. You lose by one instead of three. That's. I mean, you could get a little closer, but not much closer. You got as close as you realistically could get to winning a Super Bowl. This is just the second to go to overtime in the game's history. No. It's, I mean, that's been part of our discussion. Let's get to Kyle. You're on 97-1. Hi. How you guys doing? Hey, What's Kyle? up? Um, so I just had a couple of thoughts. I, Rico, I share in your pain. Um, I, I'm a Lions fan. I don't know what it's like to get to the Super Bowl, but man, two weeks ago that really hurt, and I can't imagine going to the Super Bowl in overtime and losing. So I'm sorry, buddy. 
I appreciate it, Kyle. Unfortunately, the Niners have now lost three Super Bowl games in the last 15 years. So I'm starting to get used to it. So, Are you guys the new Bills? No, they went four straight years. One more. Go next year and lose. Four straight years. No, I know, but three, four, yeah. four in a. I, right. I know. That would be four and five years, wouldn't it? No, because no, you got to go back to the nineteen, the blackout oh, game, twenty twenty thirteen. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Todd, you're on ninety seven one. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking the call. Hey, I, as a Lions fan, I just basically thought to myself, we can hang with these guys. We could beat anybody in the league. I'm not saying we would have beat Kansas City. We should have beat San Fran, but that's for another discussion for another day. But um, at least you can have that feeling in your heart that, uh, you know, it's possible. We're, we're almost there. I can't remember ever feeling like that before. Usually we're already on draft day and talking about, uh, you know, what we're going to do and how we're going to, you know, make a playoffs or even not even make a playoffs, but even just, you know, how we're going to get through the next season without embarrassing ourselves. So it's just a great feeling. It, yeah. No, it is. It's different. And, and if you're a Lions fan, yeah, you, you are close. And th- this is one where, and these are shows that we'll be doing up in, you know, during the free agent period in the draft, but wh- where do you want to allocate your money? Who do you want to re-sign? Who do you want to bring back? Or what do you want to spend it on? Yeah. Because guys like Chris Jones, he's available. If you want him. Sneed, the corner. You can go and get these players. Now, it means that you're going to have to let go of some of your fan favorites, the guys you got the jersey of. But do you want to win? These are the tough conversations that you welcome when you get to this level of winning, when you're on the cusp of a championship, you. you got big decisions to make. About the, if I'm John Lynch, uh, yeah, you know what? Chris Jones will not be a chief next year. I will break the bank. You will be here. It's going back to the old days of the Niners and Cowboys when they used to swap players. I mean, it's seriously, it's like sometimes it's addition by subtraction. I'm going to win by taking this person away from you. And he's the strength of your team. Now he's going to be a strength of my team. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. What was watching that game like as a Lions fan? Did you feel like you could keep up with those teams? I do. Do you feel like you would beat the Kansas City Chiefs? My answer is not yet, which is what makes this offseason so exciting. You're that close to a Super Bowl. We got a blitz coming up next. David's got a whole bunch of football storylines. Three o'clock. Re-examining Dan Campbell through the lens of last night. It's ninety seven one. That's really kind of sad when you think about it. Super Bowl's over. We got. Seven months to Labor Day. But the headlines don't stop. Football today. Hit it. You are right, Jim. The headlines never stop. But let's go back to the Super Bowl for a quick minute before we move forward with some of the headlines of the offseason. Let's talk about the bump. No, no one's pregnant. But let's talk about Travis Kelsey and the bump on Andy Reid. He was Mm. yelling, seen yelling on the sideline. In the second quarter after the KC fumble, and he nearly knocked Andy Reid over. Some people are saying uh, Kelsey went too far. What are your thoughts on what went went on on the sideline? I think it would have been nice if the broadcast didn't gloss over it. But I don't think it's really that big of a deal, Rico. They have that kind of relationship. He wasn't trying to, like, assault his coach. He was frustrated. He wanted the ball. Yeah, that's one of those things that um, because it's Travis Kelsey, we just excuse. If it's other players, oh, my God. If it's Nicole Hartman. 
Right. You see, oh, did you see the disrespect? And Andy Reid, the champion, and you don't do that. To, but it's him. So we just let it go by. But could you imagine if other – like, could you imagine if, if Lamar went up to John Harbaugh and bumped him like that? It would be all over the place. Oh, look at Lamar's losing it. So it's one of those where it's good to be the king. It's good to be Kelsey. It's good to have a you know a famous girlfriend. You know the NFL needs you, so you can get away with that, David. But no, what do you mean get away? Like what should have happened? Like did he really cross a line? Do you? Yeah, he did. You can. I don't think he did, David. He ran and knocked the clipboard out of his hand. It's it's not like he came up to him and just said yelling, like. It, it was like, you know, the manager coming up to the umpire and bumping him like, whoa. See, I don't think he did. But here's what I want you to do, because you did a great job pre-show explaining what happened, because they did gloss over it. Explain why he was upset. He was upset because the play, he went out of the game. He wanted to get back in. They said, no, the tight end that came in was the guy that he missed his block and it caused Pacheco to to fumble the ball. And he was like, I should have been out there if I was out there. This wouldn't have happened. We would have scored. I get the excitement. And that's why I have no problem with it. I get it. the excitement. Power it down. Okay, David, you you could be upset with something that goes on the show. You're not walking in Jimmy's office and throwing his lunch on the floor. No, but it's not like, trying he, to grabbed get his the, not like he grabbed him by the collar and shook him. It's not like he, he shoved him to the ground or started punching him. I mean, no. this, this wasn't like a brawl. Reed had no idea. He comes up to him. Clipboard falls out of his hand. Like, like what, what is the place on fire? What's, what is your problem right now? It's good to be the king. It is good to be the king. And since they are the king again, let's talk about them. Are they a dynasty? Three Super Bowls in five years. Back-to-back champs for the first time since the Patriots did it in 04 and 05. It's an obvious yes. They're a dynasty. I do. I think they were a short-term dynasty, especially three and five years. Now you're going to look at, okay, can you extrapolate that? Can you continue the success? And I'm thinking that they can because remember, kind of like when Tom Brady, okay, when they weren't the number one seed and we start saying, oh, uh, yeah, you got to go on the road now, Tom. Let's see. Oh, okay, he went on the road. Oh, you can't do it again. And he just did it again. Oh, but just wait. You're going up against And he just beat him in overtime. Yeah, I don't see him slowing down and barring a catastrophic injury. This is a dynasty. And the reason why I say it's a dynasty, because kind of like what the Patriots did, they're evolving on the fly. This isn't the team that won that first Super Bowl that was all offense. This team's all defense. The first team had, you know, like players that you knew of. This one on offense, okay, yeah. Think about it. They trade away, not tr- yeah, they trade away Tyreek Hill. Right. And they, think they, about go, that. they go to the Super Bowl. Mahomes is on a bad ankle against the best pass rush in football. And they come back down 10 and win anyway. Yeah. Then the very next year, this year, the receiving core led the league in drops. Yeah. Both tackles are handsy and take a lot of penalties, shaky at best. I was waiting for the tackle to, to, to jump offside like he did yeah. against the Lions. He never, he learned his, but they again, down 10, on the fly. down 10, they still win anyway. This was supposed to be the down year so, for Kansas yeah. City. And they went on the road multiple times and won differently. Yeah, they're complete. Is it a dynasty, David? Yeah. You want to know how I know it's a dynasty? Because we were talking in the commercial break. You know what I said? If the Niners make it back, I don't want to see another rematch with them. Yeah. I don't want to see it again. Because you can put them in. You can I, automatically. I just yeah. don't want to see it again because it's it's just like, you know what? No. Just no. But, yes, they are a dynasty. Like it or not, they're only going to get better. 
Young now, defense, very young defense. Because now, okay, you could go out and get a, a top receiver in the draft, and now you got somebody that you can control for the next five years if you take a receiver in the first round. So from one dynasty to the last coach that coached the last dynasty is Bill Belichick. He is somewhat in the news. Uh, Tom Pelissero is reporting. I uh, says, quote, Belichick does not want to continue to coach, and the expectation right now within the league is Belichick is coaching somewhere, or I'm sorry, does want to coach, is coaching somewhere in 2025. Then he says, I'm told shortly after the Falcons opted for Morris, several owners reached out to Belichick about next year's hiring cycle. So who are those teams that are putting their coach on the hot seat already? I mean, probably Dallas is yeah. one. Chicago's another one. Mm-hmm. Philly's got to be in Philly. there, too. Yeah. Philly. How about a guy who should have been fired this year? Dennis Allen and the Saints. Yeah. I I don't think that Belichick's going to come back. I think that he's, he's going to see what life is like. Out of the league, less stressful. And I don't think he's going to want to come back. I got enough money. I'm making money on the broadcast. I'm sorry, why do I want to do this again? I got my rings. Chances are if I take a team, they're a bad team, and they're going to be failing. I'm not going to flip this thing around in a year or two. It's a young man's game. I don't think he comes back. I think right now he's missing the game. But I think he goes the way of Cower, where he just walks away and says, yeah, I'm done. But isn't he chasing Shula? Doesn't he need like a dozen or so more wins to be the winningest coach in NFL so. history? So I think he's going to want to come back. The question is, he got passed over in this cycle for the greatest coach as he is. Maybe the league looks past him again. No, and I also think the league is kind of like most businesses. If I can go get somebody younger and cheaper, because Belichick ain't coming on a discount. Yeah, You don't have to pay him where I can go and get this young 38, 40-year-old coach who's just hungry and wants a job and pay him half the price, that's the NFL. I don't think he comes back, David. So let's get to a couple teams that are in the market to upgrade at quarterback. And I want to know, will they make this move? Because a name is floating around there. And one team is the Raiders. Antonio Pierce wants to be aggressive in landing a new quarterback, whether that's trading up from 13 or possibly trading for a quarterback. And then this from Adam Schefter from the Pat McAfee show that uh, the Steelers are looking to upgrade at quarterback and Tomlin loves Justin Fields. His name is floating around both teams. Who makes the move? David. More no likely of, to make. The no move. offense. You don't have a quarterback. Right. So go get Justin Fields, right? I think Chicago's stupid enough to trade him away. And, 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 and I'm just, I wouldn't do it. I, I think that with all the capital they have, if they traded the number one pick, they could flip that into probably two or three more number one picks, and they have pick number nine, but they're the Bears, and the Bears aren't smart. There's a reason why they're there. So, yes, I would go after Fields, and you probably only have to come off of maybe a second rounder to get him. Absolutely, if I'm Pittsburgh, if I'm the Raiders, and the other one, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm going after him. Steelers don't pick until 20, latest of the group you just mentioned. Oh, well, and the which, which means you which means you may have to make a trade. So yeah, they have to kick the can on that. Kick the tires on it. And let's close it out with this. It was a wonderful halftime show last night. I don't want to hear any comments, nothing from people in the gallery. But Do people I, not like it? I don't know. Some people may not. not people hate know. on it every year. Oh, whatever. people. 
Um, so let me get to this. There are odds out on FanDuel. Who will perform at next year's Super Bowl? It is in New Orleans. Uh, you got Bad Bunny at plus 6,000. If DJ Khaled plus 1,200. Justin Bieber plus 1,500. Uh, Taylor Swift. Can't have a Super Bowl without Taylor Swift, right? Plus 450. Leading the way, Lil Wayne plus 250. I mean, I can't see Taylor Swift taking off from doing her shows where she makes billions to do a free one for the NFL when I can just sit in the suite and watch somebody else do their work. So I would like to see her zip line down to the stage. That would have been pretty cool. All right, here I come. Um, I'm on my way. But that's an underwhelming list. I'll be honest with you. Don't care about and, any of them. And, of course, Little Wayne's leading the way because it's in New Orleans. So The fact that you said Taylor Swift is the second highest – on the odds there. Yep. Let's hope. I, you know what? I'm going to take the field and just pray that they go get somebody because. Better this, than this list. Uh, yeah, DJ I, Khaled doesn't even rap. He just yelled. Right. But he's on the list. I mean, you know, go get Britney. She needs the notoriety. No, please no. <laughs> like, this list is so bad. Well, Swift would not be a bad no, choice. No, no. So who would you want? Doing who it? would you want? No, but, okay. Swift's not doing it because why? I know, but not to nauseate anybody, but what if it's Kelsey and the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl and she's doing the halftime show? Which is why she's not going to want to do the show. She's going to, unless she's not on tour, but her, let's face it, her tour can go for the next three years. And she has new music coming out. Why do I know that? Because she's everywhere. Swifty, last, la- last note on Swift. No, I, no, but last uh, note on her. I was told I'm supposed to hate this woman. She's chugging beers. She's watching the game. She looks like a football fan supporting her, her boyfriend. Why am I supposed to hate her again? You know why? Because people are idiots. I Oh, that's going to keep cutting away. Okay. They really didn't. Okay. Her man is making a big play. She's cheering. Now, here's what I don't understand. Who is Ice Spice? <laughs> and why was she at the game? <laughs> Ice Spice had zero interest. The Chiefs are driving. Everybody in the box is Jason Kelsey. Like, everybody is, yes, yes. And she is sitting there like, when are we going home again? I got to let the cat out. Like, what, what are we, why is she here? They scored the winning touchdown. They're celebrating. And she's looking like, was this a good thing? Should we be happy? I'm like, who are you? And why are you even there? Like, if you didn't want to be at the game. Don't go to the game. You, she, she, it's people like that that give it up. She just was there to be seen. Yeah. I mean, because they did the cutaway, like, there's LeBron. He's talking. He like he was interested. You know, Jay-Z and Beyonce. And then I'm like, am I supposed to know who Ice Spice is? Like, Okay. Good for me. And that is in football today. Came empty-handed today. Sorry, buddy. 97-1. Day after the Super Bowl. Okay, let's lay some groundwork here. We all watched that Super Bowl differently this year. The Lions were as close as they've ever been. They're on the cusp. The question is, how close are they? When you looked at how those two teams played in the Super Bowl, a sloppy fumble-ridden, low-scoring game. You probably thought, hey, the Lions showed up, they played clean, they had a shot. How close are the Lions after watching those two teams? Enrico, as I watched that game, I I look at Dan Campbell, and I had one very obvious takeaway. 
the man was right. There's a specific play I want to go to. It's fourth and three in the fourth quarter. A field goal ties the game. Kyle Shanahan, out of character, decided to go for it. And he got it, and he scored a touchdown. Those are the type of plays you have to make in the playoffs to win. You can't settle for field goals and win. Dan Campbell was right to go for it on fourth and two and fourth and three against the Niners in the NFC title game. It didn't work, but it was the right decision. And I felt even better about Dan Campbell as a head coach watching Kyle Shanahan have just one moment of bold play calling and otherwise being very uninspiring. Did you look at Dan Campbell any differently after watching the Super Bowl? Seeing how, hey, teams settling for field goals are just waiting to lose, whereas he was playing to win. And even Kyle Shanahan, Mr. Conservative, went for a fourth and three, passed up a chance to tie the game, played for the lead. Yeah, I looked at it differently because when I watched that game, you saw where both coaches, I mean, think about it. You said two records. Jake Moody had the record for 10 minutes. <laughs> yep. They kicked field goals. They kicked 50 plus, 50 yard plus field goals. It's allowed. It was all about getting the points. It was calculated risk. And I think that Campbell may have taken too many. I mean, even at the end of the game, in the regulation, Andy Reid could have punched it in. Six seconds ago, ball on what, the four yard line? Sent in the field goal kicker. You think Campbell's sending in the field goal kicker? No. Campbell was going for the win right there. So you thought that game showed you he was too aggressive. A little too aggressive. It's re- There's a difference between the regular season playoffs and the Super Bowl. When that much is on the line, you got to take the calculated risk. That's why when, you know, when, they, when Kansas City sent the blitz, it was like, oh, wow, okay. You took that chance. You blitzed. You got Purdy off the rhythm. He throws it incomplete. Yep. But you can't just be super aggressive. These two teams probably put Dan Campbell to sleep watching the game because he's like, oh, I would have just gone for it. I would have just gone for it. I would have just gone for it. And they were like, nope, field position game. We're going to play the game. We're going to try to make you make mistakes. We're going to lean on our defenses. Whereas I think Campbell would have just kept going. Now, yes, late in that game, they were like, we need to go ahead and, and get some points. So, they went for it on the fourth and three, and they got it. Mm-hmm. That was one where it was almost out of necessity. We can't just sit back. We got to take this chance. But hold on. The week before, everybody killed Campbell for the same thing. Fourth and three, field goal ties the game. You just got to tie the game, right? That's what all the critics said a week ago. Fourth and three, just tie the game. Kyle Shanahan didn't play for the tie in that moment. It was the one good call he made in the second half. I feel like Dan Campbell. But no, but no, but the thing is. Andy Reid did what everybody said he should do. Well, no, Andy's dealing with like a fourth and six, right? Or a fourth and no, it was, I think it was like fourth and four with six seconds to go, or fourth and five. But you had Mahomes, you had that play dialed up that you won the game with. You run that play there, it's ball game, it's over. You took the field goal and you lived for overtime. I mean, even Romo was saying you got enough time for one more play because you had that timeout in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You throw it incomplete, it's two seconds left, and you rush out there and you kick the field goal. This is so interesting. We had completely different takeaways from this. This is what's what's the ink blot test where people Worst see, that? yeah, and they see two different things. I looked at it and said, 
my coach is aggressive. He wouldn't have kicked all those field goals. He would have tried to win the game, whereas Kyle Shanahan is sitting there in overtime, and he's like, well, you got to kick a field goal. Mm, let, Mahomes, let Mahomes beat us. Mm, okay. No, but see, here's the thing. For some reason, field goals in this city is a, is a dirty four-letter word. Like you, you don't win Super Bowls kicking field goals. The Chiefs eventually won the game by driving down and right, scoring a but touchdown. you know what? You stay in the game because this was— I don't want to be in the game. I want to win the game. This, cookies, field goals are not a bad thing. I know here in Detroit we believe that they are, but they're not. As you saw, well, you had three field goals over 50 yards. You're not getting that out of Detroit. They're not kicking a 50-yard field goal. 35 is the limit. After that— we're going for it. We're going for it. Grit. Grit. No, you get the points, and you you pick the, the spots, but you can't be super aggressive because you saw what super aggressive got you two weeks ago. It got you a, a plane trip back home. 248-539-9797. As you watch the Super Bowl as a Lions fan, how close are you? And did you reevaluate the Dan Campbell stuff from the NFC title game watching that? More or less confident in the way he handled it. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. David, ticket text. What are people saying? Shanahan got exposed as being too aggressive, so I feel good about Campbell. Campbell would have went for it instead of going into overtime and probably lost it in regulation. That is who Campbell is. Saying Campbell did the right thing is ridiculous. Okay, you're wrong, cookies, because it was actually totally different situation. You're not comparing apples to apples. The Lions were not nearly as close to the goal line as the other team. It's a totally different spot. Plus, the Lions were going to have a and chance to go up no, three scores. No, uh, no, I'm talking about the second one. Fourth and three, fourth quarter, field goal ties it. The fact that it was closer to the end zone makes the kick more of a chip shot and makes it more, if you take the points and tie the game, you should be egregious what Kyle Shanahan did. But I had no issue with Shanahan going for it on fourth and three, just like I had no issue with Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and three. See, to me, and I think this is the this is what a lot of people do in sports, especially to me, a lot of people that are as knowledgeable in sports, is they're looking at the result of the play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Lions fans are looking at the result of, oh, he didn't catch the ball. That means they shouldn't have gone for it. No, they executed. Um, well, I'm sorry, they didn't execute it. They had the right play called. They yeah. just didn't execute it. Yeah, too many people are judging the and, result, yeah. not the decision. Yeah, so Shanahan probably should have kicked the ball. What do you mean? Oh, you're talking about the – he probably should have kicked it to tie it instead of no, going no, for no. it. No, 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 he should have gone for it. He went for it. They got the first. They scored a touchdown. It was one of the few decisions they made late in that game but here's, that, but here's the to, other try thing. To, to try to win it. When you don't go for it all the time, now it's the element of surprise. Because here's what happened. The play that the Lions drew up, the one we're talking about late in the fourth quarter, the Niners knew that play. They knew exactly what you were going to do because they've seen it before. Well, that's a different discussion. That's execution. Because you've done it so many – you've gone for it so many times. You've shown the world, here's our fourth down plays. And they drew it up perfectly, and they – Goff had nowhere to go. He was dead in the water as soon as that ball was hiked. Because it was like, oh, shoot, they're in zone. They're not in man. This play will not work. And I am slow on my feet. I'm not that much of an athlete. And let me just throw it in complete. Rico, let, let, me, let me phrase this differently. The Niners scored one touchdown from halftime on. Right. Right. To win that football game, eventually you were going to have to score a touchdown. The only one they scored was when they went for it on a fourth and three. You need to go for it on fourth and shorts to eventually score a touchdown. I'm not saying fourth and 10, YOLO, and go for it. But fourth and short, you got to go for it. You got to score touchdowns. 
Campbell would have handled it better than Kyle Shanahan did. Right, but cookies. The coach that actually won had that situation and chose the field goal and chose overtime. You know what, guys? We're not going to go for it because I thought they were. I, seriously, I thought Andy Reid was going to line up six seconds, got a timeout. Let's just go ahead and knock this thing out. I don't want to go to overtime. I don't want to see what happens. I don't need a Pacheco fumble. I don't need anything to happen. He didn't. It was the, You're talking at the end of regulation. regulation. I got it right in front of me. They converted a third and seven at the 33. It was that Kelsey play where he got right. all the way down. Then they had the ball at the 11. Passing complete, the one that he missed Rice over the middle, threw it to Kelsey. The very next play, it was second and 10 from the 11, and they kicked the field goal. That's not fourth and two or fourth and three. That's 10 yards. That's not the same thing. I got it right in front of me. Second, I'm just saying. I, I know it's a blur. I'm just no, saying no, no, it's no. second and 10 from but the 11. They the kick a field goal. That's, that's, not, that's not being conservative. It's the only call in that spot. The whole spot. time I'm thinking, yeah, the play that you won the game with would have won from that spot. But sure. It would have won. And they may have. I think that was their. I think that was their two point conversion. I think play. it was right on the line, right? Because it's six seconds, and their concern was time, time, not timeout, but time. If the play takes too long, if he pats the ball in the pocket, so basically, if the ball gets snap, tipped, hike, fade route. Right. You're only looking at one person. They, they could have tried one more play. They didn't. If if you want to get on to that as is, is, is like aggressive or conservative, but it's not like a fourth down that they passed up or or. You can't go for it on every fourth and three, especially when you're in a defensive struggle. You, you have to play smart. You have to live to the other next set of series. You have to be able to lean on your defense. I was fine when he was super aggressive against the Chargers earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. It was a video game. It was. There was no defense being played. It was whoever was going to have the ball last was going to win. And both teams were going for it. But when you're in a game and you're in the teens, you, you got to be smart. Okay, Rico. I will concede the way a game is being played matters. This was not a, a 45 to 42 game. However, Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. If you're going to keep kicking field goals, you're signing your death warrant. You're saying, Patrick, would you like one more chance to win it? Nope. How about the next time and the time after that and the time after that? The only time they broke from the field goal playing just to hang in was the fourth and three that they went for, which is what Dan Campbell would have done. So I did feel a little vindication for Campbell that he was right in that moment last week, even though they didn't execute it. And that if he was in that spot, he would have handled himself much better than Kyle Shanahan, who didn't even know how to handle overtime. Right, but cookies. I'm okay with going for it. Please don't get me wrong. But it's the amount of times you keep going for it. That's where it's like, okay, eventually your fourth down plays get figured out. So, yeah, if you have one or two in your back pocket, just like, you know, the fake punts early in the game, I love that. But you can't always do it every time. You have to be an adult about things. Do you feel better or worse about Dan Campbell after watching the Super Bowl? And obviously, any other things that you thought watching that game as a Lions fan? We'll hear from you guys. It's 97-1. The decisions made in that game are on the table for discussion. I looked at it and felt like Dan Campbell got a little bit of vindication because you don't win games kicking field goals. You have to be aggressive. The one Niner touchdown in the second half and overtime came when they went for it on a fourth and three. When they bypassed the chance to tie the game, right? That's what Campbell got killed for. How dare he pass up a chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter? The only time the Niners scored a touchdown was when they went for it on a fourth and three and got it. You need to make those calculated decisions 
to win a Super Bowl. Even the Chiefs, they weren't going to win the game with field goals. They needed a touchdown at the end, and they got a touchdown. If you're not playing to score touchdowns, you're playing to hang in and wait for Mahomes to beat you or wait for the other team to beat you. Right, but what you saw last night in both coaches was controlled aggression. We're going to go for it, but it's going to be controlled. It's going to be at the right time, right place, whether it's Spagnola dialing up the blitz, whether it's Reed on a fourth and one going into the shotgun, yeah. not doing the the, uh, the brotherly shove. Like, whoa, you're going into – you only need, you know, a foot. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? That's controlled aggression. And I'm okay when Dan Campbell does it, you know – a fake punt early in the game catches you off guard because that's when it works. When you're thinking like the Mahomes fourth down play, the entire 49er defense forgot. Oh yeah. He can scramble. (laughs) We haven't seen that all game long. It works. But when you're constantly going for it, now the other team, the element of surprise is gone. That's when fourth downs really work is when it's like, okay, this is out of character. What are they doing? So, I don't want to rehash this, but yeah, at the time you could have tied the game up and you could have stopped some of the bleeding because it was hemorrhaging. They were beating you. This would have at least put you back at zero and said, okay, first one to score will win. And chances are we're going to get the ball back last. And now maybe knowing this is, I guess, when you play the chess game, Shanahan's conservative, so they may just go down and kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. I got Jared Goff in this offense. We can go down and score a touchdown, and yep. we walk away with the win. They didn't. They went for it, and and the Niners knew the play. Couldn't get it out of my head because it was nearly an identical spot. Not perfectly identical, but nearly identical. A fourth and three, passing up a chance to tie it instead, trying to take the lead. Niners did. It was one of the few times that they were aggressive trying to score touchdowns late. You've said that Kansas City late in the game was conservative, but I want to clarify a couple things. The last two field goals that Kansas City kicked, one of them was fourth and goal from the six. That's not two or three. The six is you're kind of begrudgingly kicking it, which they did. And the last field goal they kicked, the one to go to overtime, it's second and 10 from the 11. It's not two or three yards. I don't think Andy Reid clammed up at all in this. No, no, it wasn't clamming up. And I'm not saying that it was like fourth and two, but it was just a field position game. Okay, we're going to try these plays. If it doesn't work, I know I got one of the best kickers on here. He's going to go out there and get me three points. So there's no need to take chances. There's no need to do anything stupid. There's no need to do anything. Let's just be conservative. And worst case, we get three points out of this, and we live for the next series. Let's get Ben's thoughts. And again, we want to hear from Lions fans on how they watch that game. Did they feel like their team would have been in it, could have won it? Ben, you're on 97-1. What's going on, guys? Hey. What's up? So, game on the line, overtime. 49ers have the ball. Second and four from the Kansas City nine. Third and four from the Kansas City nine. And then they elect to kick the field goal. You give the ball back to Mahomes, the game's already over when Kyle Shanahan makes that decision. Dan Campbell's not giving the ball back to Mahomes with an opportunity to win the game. They're going to try to win, at least go for the win on fourth down. Not that the game's over, but you got to force Kansas City to score seven or eight. Because if you you gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, you gave the ball back to the GOAT, and all he had to do was go down and score a touchdown. You already lost when you made that decision. Right, but here's the thing, Ben. And Look, it, it worked out that way, but the way the Niners' defense was playing, they had been stopping Mahomes all day. Mahomes wasn't just driving down, scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. 
I thought if it were me, I would have called a timeout because right after they got the penalty, it threw their offense out of rhythm. They uh, think Elijah Mitchell pick, picks up the first down. But then there's a holding on the tight end. They bring it back. Yep. And everything just stopped after that. That's where at second down, you got three timeouts. Hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. Now, if we can somehow get it, this is where I will agree with you. If we can get it to fourth and two, we're going for it. Right. So, well, but that's the question on the third and four. Should they have run it? Because I think that's more of what the Lions would do. They'd give themselves the chance to pick it up yeah. on the ground. You're a great running team. And if you don't, you, you give yourself a chance to convert a fourth and shorter. If they would, if Instead, they would have run they, it, they, they, they would have had to come up with a different play. Because going back, looking at that play, because I, I mean, they I overloaded. Ayuk is open, but even when they put McCaffrey in motion, the the corner was waiting right there. He would have got tackled behind the line. So that they would have had to come up with a different formation. But yes, this is one where you say, guys, we're going for it, no matter what. We're going to run. We're going to get this ball to McCaffrey. We're going to come with a twenty-one package, and we're just going forward. Yeah, because you give yourself a tight ends fullback. Let's go. Because I do think Ben's right. The moment they decided to kick a field goal on fourth and four in overtime and and tell Mahomes, you get four downs because they're not going to settle. You got four downs. We only use three. You get four downs to beat us. It's effectively surrender Cobra when they put the kicker out on fourth and four. And it could have all been avoided. If they had deferred the kickoff, right. because even because the then you know Mahomes took over knowing we need a touchdown. Shanahan had the ball first. Oh, great, bud! You got the ball first. You're so smart. You get three downs. Yeah. You're at a disadvantage against, against the best quarterback in football. Well, even when you got him onto fourth down, they didn't line up the way you thought they were going to line up. Where you could just basically we're going to go goal line. Now nah, we're going to be in a shotgun. Wait, 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 wait! What are you doing in shotgun? We got something for you. Triple option is what they ran. Think about. It. They're on triple options. The more we talk about the game itself, Shanahan had a 10-point halftime lead, came out of the half, and passed it six straight times, eight of the first nine plays. What was Seven-point halftime, was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. They did not have a 10-point. Yeah, they had a seven-point lead, but a 10-point lead at one point in the game, and they had a lead in the second half, and as that lead was evaporating, they were throwing the ball rather than leaning on McCaffrey in the ground game. So you are mid collapse refusing to run the ball it turns into a close game and the way he managed it for the most part was poorly see and i and and, and, and i can't say oh you can't really blame him when he's responsible for the oh, no, three no, no, biggest no. blown leads in the history of the super bowl no 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 you you can't yeah you're you're right it was it was on him to me he lost it early in the third quarter mm. you finally got superman to bleed and he threw a pick you got it. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. He threw a pick. You got it on Finally their Finally made a mistake. Yeah. Right. No flag. Kill shot. Time. Go okay. end it. And you didn't run McCaffrey one time. Yeah. You went three. And matter of fact, you went backwards. You didn't yeah. run McCaffrey. False. I mean, penalties. It was like, guys, what are you doing? You had a chance. At that point, even if you kicked a field goal, it's showing, okay, you had the ball first. You're not going to get a chance to double dip on us. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a chance to score. And you let – he threw the pick, the play you've been waiting for. He hadn't thrown a pick all playoff. That, to me, was the one thing that was like, you lost it right there. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. David, are people making sense on the ticket text? Uh, somewhat. Uh, look, Rico is correct. Campbell was too aggressive. 
Uh, you can't say it's the right decision if it didn't work. That makes no sense. <sighs> Rico sounds a little bitter. Lions had opening opportunities. No. Wait, how do I? You know what? <laughs> Can I go back to the last ticket text? Sure. If, you, if you blindfold yourself and walk across the highway, but you don't get hit by a car, it doesn't make it a good decision. You don't judge it solely on the result. You have to make a good decision. Oh, cookies off the top rope. Okay, why am I bitter? Oh, yeah, let me, keep, let me get back to that one. Rico sounds bitter. Lions had open opportunities during those plays. They just didn't execute. If we missed that field goal, Rico then gets on the air and says Campbell shouldn't have changed. That's no. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? If this is what helps that person sleeps at night, sure. Go for it. Okay. You missed opportunity. Okay. That's somehow that's my fault. And I'm bitter because your team didn't execute. One more here. Dan Campbell made the right call. He has no kicking game. His defense is subjective. Right there. That's your fault. That's Dan Campbell's fault. Go get a kicking game because if anything, last night's Super Bowl taught you, you need a kicker. Somebody you can rely on. We can talk about it more, but you need to go get a kicker and stop treating him like a second-class citizen. I think he does it even with Justin Tucker. Maybe that's silly, but that's how I felt. I think he stuck by the decisions regardless of who the kicker was. Anyway, we got Super Bowl commercials in a blitz. That's coming up next, 97-1. We'll get to Super Bowl commercials 345. Felt like the theme this year was cram as many celebrities in as possible. Isn't that every year? I felt like... More so this year. Oh, David's got some good and bad. We'll do that before the hour ends. David, ticket text. Yes, Rico, I agree with you 100%. Rather have a smart coach than an aggressive coach. Anybody can be aggressive, but we need someone to be level-headed. Do we think Dan Campbell is overly aggressive? Sometimes. Sometimes. Because that's not my – I mean, listen, have there been decisions I disagree with? Yeah, a couple. But for the most part, a lot of these fourth and shorts – are backed by his personnel, great offensive line, tight ends, running backs, and backed by the numbers, fourth and two, fourth and three. Those aren't like ridiculous, overly aggressive decisions. Those are, as he says, controlled fury. And you've talked about controlled aggression. Right. I think most of his calls fall into that category. Right, but it's it's one of those, you can't treat it like a video game. We're just going to constantly just keep going. For it. like sometimes, you know, heel position, let's, your defense is playing well, let's pin them back, and we get the ball, we force them to punt, and we get the ball back first and 10 from the 50 rather than going for it. And if we fail, we give them the ball at the 50. So it's not stop doing that. But it is you pick your poison. And, yeah, as you go deeper and deeper in the playoffs, you do get more conservative. That's just the nature of the game. But isn't that the, the knock stakes, on your coach who can't win the Super Bowl higher. is that he gets too conservative, your coach? It was also the knock on Andy Reid for years until all of a sudden Andy Reid start, started winning. So, yes, it's a knock on him right now. But 10 years from now, we may be saying the same, like, oh, my God, look at Kyle Shanahan. So Okay, you're not the first person to bring that comparison up, but let me just talk about, yes, Reed was a guy who made a lot of conference championships, and he had made the Super Bowl with the Eagles and lost. What he was was tame compared to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has the three largest blown leads in the history of the Super Bowl. He is Andy Reed early years on steroids. Do I think there's still a, a so an Andy you're, Reed? you're counting out- the 10 nothing as one of the, like, yeah, at the, the beginning of the game. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, yes. Okay. Those 10-point deficits are the largest blown leads. In, in addition to the game, he was the coordinator for the Falcons. Right. But I, let I, me finish because I'm not going to bury the guy. He's only 44 years old, Rico. And to your point, he could have a Reed arc, but it would have to be even more dramatic than Andy Reed because he's been arguably worse than Andy Reed. Yeah. 
I the the ten points when in in twenty twenty that Super Bowl yes going into the fourth quarter it's the beginning of the game that's Mahomes you're not shutting him out he will score points you jump to a quick lead you got to keep scoring yeah they try <laughs> they didn't get it didn't work Bra- out breaking news hold on <laughs> it didn't work out <laughs> here lies the Niners right they tried right, it didn't work out but yeah it's like. David, what else? A ticket check. They tried. So, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Eric and Windhouse says, simply put, Campbell simply doesn't value points from field goals. He could have primed Vinatieri and wouldn't use him. That ship has sailed with me. Touchdowns or nothing is the Lions' culture now. It does feel a little bit like that, where it, you got to go get a kicker. I think that it's important. Now, looking at this schedule next year, you got 14 games inside of a dome which is a controlled environment which means go get the three points yes it looks good when you can go out there and and you pick up that fourth down yes you know what dan you walking around and putting them in a wheelbarrow but sometimes take the three because now if you kick you know three field goals you got that's nine points that's more than a touchdown lead that you have and you force the other team to now come back and have to be super aggressive. Why, you don't always have to be aggressive. Sometimes let the momentum swing to your and make them make mistakes because they're playing just being desperate. Has Dan Campbell been overly aggressive? Flat out, yes, guys. If you don't remember correctly, he has crossed the line at least two games this year, and I'm not talking about the championship game, says, I am tired of this guy. It's so funny that people feel more entrenched in that belief after watching a Super Bowl where a coach repeatedly settled for field goals and lost. I just, I don't know. People have made up their minds, I guess. Didn't the other coach settle for field goals too? He went for it at the end, but he, they, they set records. Both team kicked 50 yard plus field goals. It wasn't like this was 48, nine to 48. Both teams were kicking field goals. And the team that won, won it scored a touchdown. One said, you know what? We got the opportunity. Let's put in the kill shot. They got it all the way down to the three-yard line. Yes, once you're at the three, we're going to score a touchdown. Uh, you said it yourself, Cookies. Patrick Mahomes wasn't on the sideline two weeks ago, so Campbell definitely screwed up. All right. Wait, what? They're saying he screwed up. Okay. Because Patrick Mahomes wasn't on the other side. You got to take the points is what he's saying. Okay. Oh, okay. He's saying okay. it's Brock yeah. Purdy. So okay. you don't right. have to so feel that's Brock why they're Purdy. aggressive. I, I get it. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. All right. I'm, I'm uh, on. I'll get e in Canton says, it's weak to say the decision was right, just not the result. It's low-level thinking. It's about accountability. If it didn't work, bad decision. Here's another one. All on the results. I love these people, man. <sighs> you can be aggressive. I just believe that once you go the deeper and deeper you get into the playoffs, it's okay. Being conservative doesn't make you a wuss. Doesn't make you afraid. It doesn't. You're you're playing chess out there. And Andy Reid outcoached Shanahan. He did. Mm -hmm. I'll firmly admit that. But Shanahan played a hell of a game. It's just remade the right choices at the right time. He knew when. Okay, we're going to dial it up right here. We're going to pick this play. We're going to pick this spot. It wasn't just, all right, every time it's fourth down, we're going for it. We're going for it. We're going for it. No, no. Field position. Let's see what we have. 
Oh man, because they they were going three and outs. They weren't their plays weren't working for them either. Guys, we got to kick this field goal. We got to keep it. We got to keep on point. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. As a Lions fan watching that Super Bowl, how close is this team? And and any do overs with Campbell, having seen aggressiveness or lack thereof in the Super Bowl. We got the commercials next. It's ninety seven one. Yeah, there was some good, I guess, and very bad commercials in the Super Bowl. Uh, let's start with some of the bad commercials. Um, probably don't remember many of them because they were this bad. Remember the uh, Make Your Moves Count TurboTax commercial with Quinta Brunson? They consider that one of the worst commercials. Yeah, exactly. You don't remember it, Roberto? Yeah. Yep, exactly. It was that bad. She was on a couch talking oh, to Oh, sitting him. on the couch, yeah. yeah, with the with the lady, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It was that bad. Uh, another one that was considered one of the worst was the starry love triangle with your favorite person, Rico, Ice Spice. Is that who that was? Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I'm like, who is this? I feel old. It was a waste. It really was. It was not good. She'd seen her ex-boyfriend in the club or whatever. Well, I guess it was supposedly Sprite and... Well, Starry is the Sierra Mist, right? Yeah, Sierra Mist replacement com- competition with Sprite. So I yeah. was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, that one missed the mark for me too. Yeah, uh, another one, um, and this seems to be hated everywhere. I've looked on Twitter. I've looked everywhere. Is the DoorDash all the ads? Yes, because you know what? At the end of the game, I'm like, screw it. Maybe I could try to win. So I go to the website. Type in angrily, and it tells me you've got a, you've only uh, done one percent of the work. Did I type it wrong? I retype it again. I did it three times until I finally realized. Wait, there was more to the code in the commercial that they said simply put this up, and then they quickly flashed like six hundred characters afterwards. I'm like, yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah. Poor Rico, his team loses. He can't even get his DoorDash. He's trying to win. I'm like, at least <laughs> Let I win something. I, 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 you know what? Fine. I'll get cars and stuff like that. No. Rico no. gets a coin out heads or two. I got to win something. No, but then it tells you, like, you've only got 1% of it. Like, what do you mean 1%? Like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Another one, before we get to some of the best or what you thought were some of your best, uh, was the Mr. T Skechers commercial was considered one of the worst. Because there's no T. There's yeah. no T. And I, this one simply says... Because Romo was in it, it was too much of Romo last night. They didn't need more. Yeah, not his finest work. Him and Nance never seem to be, like, on the same page. They're having two different conversations. It's like a forced marriage. Yeah. What yep. else? So we'll get, to, we'll get to some of the best in a second, but I want to ask you all, did you have a favorite? I like the State Farm Arnold Schwarzenegger commercial. Really? Like a good neighbor. Uh, Backstabber. It was witty. Were you able to even focus on the commercials, Rico? There was an important game for your team. No, no, I was okay. able to. They weren't that great. I th- the one that I thought was funny was, um, I thought the Beyonce one was funny. Like, I'm going to break the internet. You're still not breaking. I'm going to go in space and do it. Still not doing it. Great show, though. So, yeah, that one. And I actually thought the... Uh, Ben Affleck showing up to J-Lo in the recording oh, studio. Oh, I hated that one. And she's just like, Ben, we we talked about this. We talked about And then Damon is like, remember when I said I'd do anything for you? Consider this anything. Okay? 
It was the Dunkin' Donuts spot. Brady was in it, too. It, that one felt like they were trying too hard. I they, think were, they were, but that's what made that one funny I because guess. she had to look like, oh, dear God, he's, you know, he just showed up at my job thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm coming to save the day. Like, no, we talked about this. I liked, uh, was it Kawasaki? They had the mullet, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought that was a good one. I liked the M&M one, not to rub it in, but they had the comfort ring. Yeah. Oh, with the, 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 the former J- yeah, yeah, T.O. Yeah. He's, he's signing like that. Yeah. Bruce Smith. That yeah. ended up being 25th on this list. So I guess they didn't they didn't like it. They didn't hate it. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think. Did McDonald's have a commercial? No. 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 I don't think any, I don't I don't think think any fast did. food did. Did any fast food company? I don't think so. I don't, not that I remember. No. Oh, yes. Popeyes. Oh, yeah. With, um, yeah. what's that guy? Yeah, the guy from- uh, Ken Jeong, right? Yes. I, yeah. I did like the commercial. I thought it was cute, the commercial with the little boy, and he was playing with everybody. He was like, Saquon. he handed the ball off to Saquon. Oh, yeah. Fumbled. OCM and yours at the end. And he was control. like, yeah. yeah, son, that's on you, because I'm not even here. That's on you. You better go get the ball. And then it was like, oh, okay. It's one of those heartfelt commercials. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. So let's get to what they consider on this list of top 10, the Doritos commercial, the Dina and Mita. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's not bad. Grandmothers going after the yeah. chips. Um, uh, The Verizon one. That's the Beyonce one, right? No. Yeah. That... Can't be broken. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Budweiser Old School Delivery was number eight on this list. They brought back the horses. That's they did. The horses People and the dog. of those Clydesdales. Well, no, and the dog. It was a dumb commercial. Jesus, it really was. They David. tried too hard. They David, really did. Let I'm love in your heart, man. Um, the Jesus. walking, talking like walking. I thought that was trying too seven. hard. Yeah, that was. The only thing that was good about that was at the end when it was Usher. He was like, don't you got some place to be? That was the only funny part of it. Right. Um, the old commercial, Rico, the Born to Play, was was top yeah. five here. Um, the Uber Eats, this was the uh, one with the Friends uh, cast. Well, they forget. Oh, they forget. Yeah. yeah. And then Usher sitting there like, man, I wish I could do a halftime show. And the dude's like, are you serious? So Usher's in two commercials and the halftime show. Interesting. Good. Good money when you can get it. Uh, the uh, Dung Kings one, you mentioned that one. That was number two on this list. See, it just shows I have class and you don't. Whatever. They're called worse. <laughs> What's number one? You know why? They were just too conservative. Oh, boy. Number one is your favorite. Like a good neighbor. Yes. Like a good neighbor no, was number one. you know one. what? It just shows that any, you know, I take that back. <laughs> neighbor. Like, what are we... I'm saying it, neighbor. What are we doing here? Did they did they at all step into the controversial one? Which one is that? That was at the bottom. I, I didn't really want to get into that. <laughs> that was at the bottom. They didn't like the um, the feet washing one. They the did Jesus not like one. that oh. one. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got people all riled up. That was at the bottom. They because they ranked all of them. There were 59 commercials. Oh, that wow. one actually ended up being number 44. On How their dare list. you? Yeah, you, you know. Conviction. Yeah. This is a football game. No Jesus. Yeah, there was one that was 59. I'm thinking you could probably guess what 59 was. It was political. Oh, oh yeah, we don't need to. Hmm. They say on here, waste of money. They really do. The one. Wait, was it that Kennedy one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for the parody. Like, okay, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> you thought there was going to be like a like a... Right, I like was a like, joke at the end so I'm of trying it. to figure out, like, what actor is this? Like, who, 
Because it was like the old school song and the old school, you know, effects. And it was like, okay, it was in, you know, four by, it was shot in four by three. He's so, like, guys, I don't get it. What's the, right. the punchline? So by the end, I was like, wait, that was a real campaign commercial. Yeah, he used the old school JFK. He's going to lose because yeah. he blew his whole election campaign money on this commercial thinking this was going to work. And in the end, I'm like, huh? There was a moment as we were going to the fourth you quarter. You might as well have got what, Jason Momoa in there to do it. I would at least said, okay. Well, Momoa was in a commercial, wasn't he? It was, uh, was it T-Mobile? Yeah. Yeah, with, yeah that uh, was with outside the, the top guys. dance. Yes. Okay, one other one that you didn't mention. I know we're, we're up. The Sarah V one with Michael Sarah. Yes. That ended up being in the top 20 on this okay. Really? You didn't yeah. like that one? Number no, 15. I don't like him. It's like awkward humor. That's his thing. Still doesn't mean I like him. Okay. I don't. He's never been funny to me. All righty then. And that is your com- <laughs> Super Bowl commercial with 97.1. Conversation that everybody's having today. We should probably wade into. Patrick Mahomes, third Super Bowl, third in six seasons. Tom Brady on notice. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, at first, I thought the talk was premature. It's like, okay, guys, Mahomes, he, he won the Super Bowl. He made it back to another one, but he lost. Give him some time. I didn't see this type of a run this early in his career. Three Super Bowls already. He hasn't even hit that stride. Like, it took Brady a while to hit that stride where it was just like, you know what? No matter what, take the Patriots. Don't care what their record is. Take the Patriots. Don't care their seating. Take the Patriots. He's now there. He is now him. Yeah. And he did it on a team kind of like Tom Brady. His offensive weapons weren't that great. Didn't have the number one seed. Had to go on the road. Underdogs throughout the entire playoffs. And they feasted off of that. Got it done. Yes. There are people who say this is still too early, still premature. He only has three, and Brady has seven. I would like to introduce people to a word, four letters, pace. The pace that Mahomes is on is more aggressive than even Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Brady won seven Super Bowls in 22 seasons, about one of every three years. Mahomes wins a Super Bowl one of every two years. He's won more MVPs and Super Bowl MVPs through his first six seasons than Brady did. He is pacing to make this a laugher. He'll have all the counting stats. He'll have all the MVPs, all the Super Bowl MVPs. And he still has probably conservatively another 10 years, maybe 15 to chase Brady down. But if you're someone who reduces this to rings, yes, I think he's Brady's on notice. If you just want to acknowledge who's the greatest player to ever play the quarterback position, I already think Mahomes is there. He just doesn't have the accolades. Yeah, six years in. I mean, barring some type of horrific accident where he just, you know, gets injured like Joe Theismann style, he's going to get this thing. Yeah. He's going to get it fast. Like Right now, his motivation, not that Mahomes needs motivation. Okay. I'm chasing Brady. What if I do something Brady never did? What if I went three in a yeah, row? Repeat. Guys. This was nice. We'll celebrate. Because remember, he told his team, if you guys 
don't party. I'm going to take everybody out to Vegas, and we're going to spend a week out in Vegas, and everything's going to be on me. After we celebrate, we're done. It's now about Operation 3P. We're going to go back, and we're going to win a third one in a row. We're going to be hoisting this trophy in New Orleans again. This was the conversation everybody knew was coming if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Chasing greatness. Whether it's Reed chasing Belichick or Mahomes chasing Brady. Well, see, this is a conversation now, guys. I mean, I didn't stick around for most of the celebration because I don't want to watch blame it. you. But I did see when they asked him, okay, Patrick, is this a dynasty? Yeah. And yeah, it is. And it's just getting started. Yeah, it's just getting started. Like, you know what? Own it. Acknowledge it. Don't run from it because you are. You are you are great right now. And I don't use that term that easily. But, yeah, he is great. He is a guy that you can't bet against. That was always Brady. You lose money if you did because mm-hmm. most of the time they'll find a way and you're just you're sitting there saying, how did you do that? Yeah. So Mahomes is already in the Brady tier of – you can't bet against him. You can't count him out. They're always going to be a fixture. Mahomes has made the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl every single year as a starter. He's going to be there. There's no avoiding him. He's inevitable. You let him hang around enough times, he'll overcome 10-point deficits in all three of his Super Bowl wins. Like, he's not going away. He's not going anywhere. What if he loses his receiver? Oops, already lost Tyree Kill, won back-to-back Super Bowls. What if you lose Hill and the receivers aren't any good? That was this year. They led the league in drops. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What about his tackles? They his his offensive line has to be a little stable. We saw in the one Super Bowl when they when they failed to protect him. But even just a decent offensive line gives him the time to do what he does back there in the pocket. He won a Super Bowl off of what a bad ankle. Yeah, he had a bum wheel against the Eagles, and they, that defense got to the quarterback better than anybody in football that year. Couldn't get to him huh. on a bum ankle. So he he just makes the plays. I mean, on the fourth fourth and one play last night. He wasn't accounted for because it's like, yeah. okay, he's going to do this. He's going to throw here. He's going to do No, he's just going to do something very simple. Take the ball, fake it, and run. He makes plays. He gets it done. Now, he makes fantastic throws. But the, you know what the funny thing is? In that game last night, you, people, you know, the game manager, he managed the game last night. A little night. bit, yeah. He managed the game, but you won't say that about him. But that's what he does now. The offense has changed. He's not the guy that throws it deep in the big plays of Tyreek Hill. They don't have that. He literally goes out there and plays a lot like Tom Brady. I'm going to take what the defense gives me. You want to blitz me? I'll burn you to the left or to the right. I'll go deep when I have to, but I'm not going to have to because I'm going to find a way to just wear you down through attrition and win this game. That's that's what he has turned into. That's going to, I think, going to really prolong his career because guys like Josh Allen and, and the scrambling QBs, eventually you start taking a lot of hits. He's not really taking any hits. No, and he only does it when he needs to, and he's willing to take what the defense gives him in a, in a way that some of his contemporaries aren't. And really the answer is he doesn't have any contemporaries. He's a little bit like Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan in that way, where there was no equal to Jordan at his peak. In fact, he stopped many of his contemporaries, if you even call them that, from getting championships mm-hmm. no Carl Malone rings no uh Charles Barkley rings anything for Gary Payton and Sean Kemp anything for Patrick Ewing no at the peak of MJ he kept those other players from winning Mahomes right now is going Josh Allen when's he gonna get through a Super Bowl Lamar good luck 
even your Niners, who have had the best roster for years, are still on zero Super Bowls. Nobody's eating when Mahomes is at his peak, right? right? That's And it's kind of like Tiger. There was no contemporary. I mean, Phil, for as much as you'd like to say so, was not in the same stratosphere. See, this year was more it was scarier because this year, for the first time, you took Kansas City out the comfort zone. Yeah, this was the time to get them. Oh, you got to go on the road. <laughs> we'll see. Now, can't guess what, Kansas City? You're not going to go to Buffalo and win. Buffalo's waiting for you. It's cold there. Well, they did. Well, you're not going to beat Lamar. Lamar's the MVP. And, yeah, in that game, Lamar's best pass was to himself. If you weren't going to get the Chiefs now, when are you going to get them? I'm not saying they're going to win every Super Bowl until he retires, but it sure feels like they're going to win a few more. And if you get to the point where this guy already has three, make it four, five, or six, if he doesn't get the seven, there will people who always will put Brady one. He might not end up with the accolades, but I think he's playing the position better than Brady ever did. And there's still a real chance he catches him in accolades because of of, of the pacing that he's already on. And the funny thing is, is I do wonder, who is going to be his Eli Manning? Oh, yeah. Who is going to be that quarterback that, believe it or not, Eli Manning can sit there and have bragging rights. When they're at the dinner table and Tom's doing all the bragging, like, Tom, what, what was the games against me and you in the Super Bowl? What were you? Did you win one? Oh, you didn't. 0 for 2. You're 0 for 2. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the phones. What do you guys think? Is this a real conversation? Is Brady on notice? George, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. Appreciate hey, you taking the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um. I just had a real quick point to make. Uh, maybe it won't be quick, but um, uh, you remember all the hometown discounts that Brady took, and you think about that with all the endorsements and everything that uh, Mahomes has. That's like pennies to the dollar these days. Do you think Mahomes might start taking a little bit less money to keep a better team around him, and how unstoppable would he be if he starts to do that because i mean the nfl money at this point is like i said pennies to the dollar on what he can get on the open market just by showing his face anywhere you know what george i think you bring up a good point because i think that that was one of the reasons why brady ended up with so many rings is because brady understood at a certain legacy. point in your life there's really nothing you can't buy anymore so how much you money can't do buy I... legacy though right and that's just it how much exactly. money do i really need or we spread this around, and I'll cash in on my final check. And the funny thing, same thing that Jordan did. Same thing a lot of the greats. Pay me at the end, but give the money to yes. other people. Keep this team around me. That's a great point. George, you know what's well, scary, also, though? All, 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. What's, what's scary is Mahomes had the largest cap hit in the NFL this season, and yeah. they still won the yeah. Super Bowl. So while I think he, you know there could be restructuring that takes place to keep guys even with him being the most expensive player in football, it didn't stop Kansas City from winning a Super Bowl. That said, without Andy Reid, with the new regime, say he retires in a couple of years, he, I assume Mahomes is going to outlast Reid. Yeah, he, he would think so, barring some catastrophic injury would, or series of injuries. But Reid, I looked it up today, 65 years old. Belichick's still coaching in his 70s. Pete Carroll was coaching in his 70s. I know everybody's waiting for Reid to retire. What if he coaches five more years? I think he, uh, I mean, I think he can. I mean, because at this point, are you really coaching? To me, Andy Reid is coming up with like 20 new plays every year for the Super Bowl overtimes. Hey, hey, they've never seen this one before. They've never seen that. But yeah, can you get, because if, if I'm Kansas City, Chris Jones is my number one prior. Him and Snead. 
Yeah. You guys are coming back. And this is maybe where Patrick, I, we, we're going to have to renegotiate because we need to keep these two here. We got to stay under the cap. I don't want to have to draft anybody because we got two dominant players. If they hit the open market, I mean, heck, Mike has already said he wants Snead here in Detroit. You know, teams are going to overpay. Mm-hmm. How about we convince them, let's keep the band together and we could win at least two more Super Bowls in the next five years. 248-539-9797. The conversation everybody knew we'd be having if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The GOAT conversation. Where is Mahomes? It's 97-1. And just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs got a dynasty. Three rings. Mahomes, three in his first six years as a starter. He's got more MVPs and more Super Bowl MVPs at this point in his career than even Tom Brady. That's why I say Brady's on notice. And I would tell you, while he doesn't have the accolades, Mahomes is the best player I've ever seen play quarterback. Yeah, because I would say to all the Brady lovers out there, are you feeling nervous that he's going to take over? That people will talk about Patrick Mahomes as the greatest of all time. That Patrick Mahomes will be in Super Bowl commercials when he retires. That Patrick Mahomes will be everywhere. That Tom Brady had for the last 20-some years. It was all about Brady. And soon Brady will be in the old quarterback's home, sitting right next to Montana and Terry Bradshaw and all the other quarterbacks with Yucking multiple rings. Like, yeah. yeah, that young guy out there, he's a little bit better than all of us. Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. See, guys, I get what you're saying. Every accolade that Mahomes has had in his first few, however long he's been playing in the league, has been great. It's been wonderful. He's on the pathway to be better than Brady. But I think you're missing something here and something I kind of noticed after this game. I didn't realize, according to these stories, according to everybody breaking the news after the game, I didn't realize, I guess Kelsey was very close to retiring. Andy Reid and Kelsey talking after the game, and they're both they're both back. Every, they're both back coming to three-peat. Well, if he's that close to retirement, that's what's going to stop him from being better than Brady, is losing his tight end, losing Kelsey. I know how great he is. And you could probably fit another guy in and they can maybe do the same thing. But losing Kelsey will be a huge blow to becoming the next Brady. Now people said the same thing about losing Tyree Kill, and they've won two Super Bowls since. But what did Brady look like when he didn't have Gronk? Gronk retired yeah. for a year or so, whatever it was. No, no, no. And he David, didn't look the that's, same. That's fair. Great point. So this is where maybe you, if you're Kansas City, you just mortgage the farm, move up, go get Brock Bowers. Hmm. You know what? We we just I mean, look at what the Lions did. They went out and got Laporta in the second round. Game changer. They got something. Their offense runs through the tight end, so it wouldn't be crazy to go up and get Brock Bowers. So if, if you really feel like, well, if you're about to go, then maybe tight end is a high priority for you that this is where you you know what? We're gonna take Mahomes with us on these trips into the combine, you know, to the pro day. Maybe you sneak in there and do that. Remember when uh, Eli Manning was at the Penn State and put on the the mask and all of that. Yeah, I need you to throw to this tight end and tell me how you like him, Patrick. Yeah, let's get Brent involved. Brent, you're on ninety-seven-one. Hey, how's it going, man? What's up, Thanks Brent? for taking my call. Hey, I just wanted to say that uh, I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes taking over, uh, being a with this dynasty that they're building there. Um, but I think Tom Brady would always have one notch over Patrick Mahomes because they beat him in the Super Bowl. What do you guys think about that? The head-to-head. Yeah, he's going to always have that, you know, yeah, he he will. But 
after a while, if you keep winning and winning, it's it's like, okay, well, because I remember when Brady was coming up and it was Montana, well, you know, this, that, and the other. After a while, it was like, you know what, guys? I was one of the last ones. Yeah, he passed him. He passed him. Well, the Montana argument for so long is never lost. Never, never lost. lost in the Super Bowl. But ne- at some point, people realized, even though Brady lost a couple Super Bowls, Wait. the sheer volume of success. Never lost. Never threw a pick. I'm sorry, I sold him short. Thank but you. It, but at some point, people said even though Brady had lost a couple Super Bowls, Davey, you like that? His overwhelming success <laughs> was hard to deny, and I think we're going to get there with Mahomes. Yeah, that you go out there, you win two more in five years. Because here's the other thing that it, it tells me that you have the dynasty. You're already getting the Kansas City fatigue. I'm sick of seeing the Chiefs. I don't want to see the Chiefs again. Anybody but the Chiefs. And oh, and oh, now by the way, you added Taylor Swift to that. Oh my God. They're ruining football. He's already Brady in that way because people got sick of Brady. There was a fatigue. Not this guy again. Can we get some new blood? There's already that element of it. So, yeah, I do think that you're you're already there because when you're one of the favorites to win next year, when the Super Bowl logo is out and it's a red color in there, so conspiracy theories Mm. saying it's either going to be you or the Niners back. Yeah. You have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, they came out with the logo for Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. There's other red teams. Maybe the Cardinals make it. Falcons year. It's all coming together. ATL, I, I don't have stand the board up. over here, but I would hit the buzzer sound. <laughs> Just to let you know. If the Cardinals are in the Super Bowl, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say at that point. There's a lot of injuries that happened to a lot of quarterbacks. Larry, you're next up. Larry, appreciate you. You're on 97.1. Yeah, just give me a few seconds and just kind of think this out. Uh, when you talk about Mahomes and what he's doing, even when you talk about Dan Campbell and being, you know, whether he's conservative or not, it really has to do with the execution and the type of player that you have. Now, you know, I mean, Mahomes is once in a generation. But if you think about when we'll talk about basketball, some of the shots that Steph Curry takes, everybody knows those are crazy shots. Mm-hmm. Only he can take them. There's nothing conservative about his shots and where, in, and where he takes them, but he's that great. Same thing with Mahomes, even the play that he called yesterday when they were you know, fourth down. Yeah, he could make that play. When he drops back into the shotgun, it doesn't matter because he can make that, make that play. So when you talk about how conservative somebody might be, you have to ask yourself what kind of players, execution, can they do it? And Dan Campbell got there basically doing that. Some of his players probably didn't have the talent to do it. When you're watching something that a Brady does, you're watching something that, um, you know, when we were talking about Holmes, how do we know that Brady's that great? Because he went down to Tampa Bay without Belichick, and he still won. And I'm saying, yes, Kansas City's fine. I do think, like Gronkowski, he's probably going to, you know, need Kelsey. But regardless, these guys can win wherever, and they're the game changers. So when you get into the X's and O's, that's great. Don't give the coaches too much. You have to recognize the players. So Dan Campbell did what he did. Had his players executed and would have been those superstars like Mahomes because Mahomes did some crazy things yesterday mm-hmm. that we thought, wow. That's what you got to remember. It's your player, the level of player. Mahomes is a once-in-a-lifetime guy uh, like these other guys that I was talking about. So we can play around with the potential. And, of course, you know, just like uh, Tiger Woods, we had, the, oh, yeah, he's going to kill Jack Nicholas record. Yeah, well, what about the injury? So I say pump the brakes a little bit. Take it one day at a time. If he stays healthy. And that's what I yeah, said. Yeah. He potentially could do it. So that's my story. I, I still think it's a talent level. 
that you have yeah. in terms of execution. Well, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer, Mahomes, right now. I mean, if his career ended today, he's no doubt Hall of Famer. And it's just really levels of greatness that, that he's chasing. But like Larry said, it, it really, it's injuries. That's the only thing that's going to take him down. It's what took down Tiger Woods, where he just couldn't play anymore. And it, it, it was sad watching him because now he's just average golfer where you were used to him just destroying the competition. And that's Mahomes. Right now, yeah, Mahomes is, I mean, you know, heaven forbid they go out and, and draft a QB in the first round. And, you know, I, I, uh, was it Adane, was it Donnie Mitchell from uh, Texas? Yeah, Adani Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the mocks have him, and I'm like, whoa. Okay. Be dangerous. That would be very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Big receiver that he's really never had. When you saw what they did with, with a rookie that they took, was Rice a third-round pick this year? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and, and he'll probably get even better going into his second year. They had an outside receiver. Just keep yeah, this thing on the track. They have a number one. His name is Kadarius Tony. Oh, I keep for, you know, I keep forgetting about that. I wonder David. how that ceremony is going to go. Uh, you know what, Kadarius, we'll mail yours. As a matter of fact, we may send you one of those M M&M and M rings. <laughs> the ring of comfort, <laughs> right? Rice, by the way, was a second round. Selection. Second, good, good catch out of SMU, by Texas guy. Kadarius Tony has two rings now. He does. It ranks right up there with all those rings that John Sally won in the NBA. Why is he catching a stray here? Well, he his first couple were real. They were real. And then he sat on the end of the bench with just, Chicago and L.A. gravy train rings. So the Detroit rings are real. Right. That's when he was Spider. Right. Spider Sally. Right. Then he just became John. Okay. <laughs> 248-539-9797. Recapping the Super Bowl. Some of the biggest storylines next. 97-1. Watch the Super Bowl in a way that we never have before. Knowing how close the Lions were. We'll get back to that at 5 o'clock. David, the ticket text, what are people saying? Uh, someone suggesting a halftime uh, performer for next year should be John Baptiste. He is from New Orleans, and he should do the halftime show next year. He would be good. I mean, he did the, if anybody watches the Grammys, he did a great performance on the Grammys this past uh, month. So. I see no yeah. one cares. Uh, you know, I was about to say, I'm the last person. David, when I, I seriously, the only people I know at the Grammys is the Lifetime Achievement people. I've, I've, I realize now I am old. Like, this guy has a dollar sign in his name, and this guy is the baby, little baby, little baby dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Ice Spice, that's like a TikTok rapper, right? That's, that's, no why, that's why you don't know. Yeah. Is she yes. good? No. Well, that's subjective. Hold on, hold on. You said that so asked, quick. It's subjective. I don't think she's good. But my kids think she's good. Okay. So I guess it's an age thing. All right. She's Kenny? good at something. Oh, I'm old. Now you're looking around like, what, what? Yeah, you know I, what she I did. expect this out of Roberta. That was supposed to stay behind the glass. All right. Uh, regarding uh, Mahomes and Brady, uh, Brady won in different errors. So the game hasn't changed yet. Mahomes, we have to see if he can change with it and still win. I mean, who knows what football is going to look like 10 years from now, but it feels like he's already adapted pretty well to with Tyree kill without Tyree kill teams playing too high. He becomes well, more I, of a I, check down see, guy. He's comfortable. See, I think they mean more like rule change, Oh, okay. which is why I, I, I always acquiesce to the guys that played in the 80s and 90s because at that point, you didn't protect the quarterback. You took the hit. The I mean, yep. They had the segment called Jacked Up where, you know what? 
Yeah, you get decapitated, good for you. Great. Celebrate it. Right. Now it's, oh, you can't touch the quarterback. It's gotten so bad. I Which mean, is wh- funny because talking with pre-show with Jimmy, he was like, oh, I can't believe they called the intentional grounding on him. It's like, what was the rule? And the referees kind of looked at him and said, son, you two-hand passed that. We're not giving you that call. We know you're Mahomes. There was a receiver in the area. No. They didn't not really. Him. You didn't even try to. You just. Shuttle past that thing like it was basketball. No. You're going to take the penalty on this. The rule doesn't say you have to throw a perfect spiral. It's a receiver in the area. You know what? It's the beauty. This is why these refs made the game. You didn't really have any controversial calls. Oh, and, and, but I'm not like, you know, pouring one out for Patrick Mahomes. You're right. The way the game is officiated today, I understand player safety. I do think the jacked up stuff doesn't age well in the you know world of CTE. But now we got guys, quarterbacks holding the ball. Guys, sack the quarterback, and they get called for hitting him too hard. Well, I'm sorry, was I supposed to, like, mid-hit, no. like, get out a pillow and, like, rest his not head o- gently into the night? Exactly. Not only that, a friend of mine sent me a text. It was uh, Mahomes was scrambling. I think it was, like, a fourth down play or a third and long, and they tackled him before he got there, but then he picked up a couple extra yards, and he was like, you know why he made that? Because they were afraid to tackle him too hard or too high or too low and you're going to get a penalty. So it's really, let's just try to push him out of bounds so we don't get hit with another 15-yard penalty. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that, but you're right. Especially when it comes to quarterbacks, tackle too high, blow to the head. Tackle too low, you're going after their knees and ankles. Like, there is no sweet spot when it comes to quarterbacks, especially if you're Patrick Mahomes. I cannot believe I didn't think about this, Rico, but the ticket ticks came in. This is how you would know who Ice Spice is. Jordan Poole. Spent $500,000 on her on a date. I'm Remember sorry, that what? story when Jordan Poole was, date, was going out on a date? His first date, he spent five hundred k on Ice Spice on their first date. That's who he went out with? Yes. That's who he went out with. You, know you, you didn't know it was Ice Spice. So I don't even remember this story. What did they do for half a million dollars? You know what? I, Shopping, I believe. Let's okay. just... I have so many inappropriate things I can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Let's just move on. A half a million dollars? Yes, on a first date. That's why he's in Washington and not in Golden State anymore, because he's an idiot. Okay. That's why Draymond was upset. (laughs) Your judgment, buddy. Not Uh, the best. Tim from Frazier says, everybody knows that. A half a million dollars? (laughs) Yeah, let's not gloss over that. (laughs) Yeah. Did he buy her a house? No, I think they went shopping, out to dinner, things like that. I think he took her on a trip, I think. Things like that is doing a lot of work in that <laughs> sentence. You're a married man. Have you spent a half million dollars on your wife? I don't have a half a million dollars. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, over the talk. Cor- over I don't the know what you think you- this morning show gig's going to pay, but no. I mean, Over the course of you dating? Have I, what, what is your question? Have you spent a half a million dollars no. on your Just asking. Well, you, I do. You will have that morning show. No, stop it. <laughs> Anything else, David? Yeah, someone says, Tim from Frazier says, everybody knows that Eli Manning was Tom Brady's Achilles heel in the Super Bowl. Mahomes needs one. Who Let's go. It will be Jared Goff. Now, hold on. Goff beat him in the regular season this year. Yes. And he beat him in that shootout game on a Monday night. Yes. Has he played him any other times? No, I think two they're saying it will, be, it will two, continue two in the Super Bowl. So Goff next Goff year. Jared Goff. He is Eli. Eli. Give me two Super Bowls and 
I'd say yeah. Eli kind of won two rings. Golf has won two no, games. But, David, this sets us up perfectly because the thought is the Lions could have been in that game, and I'm sure that was in the back of everybody's mind watching. Did you think you could have been victorious if the Lions were playing in that game? And then clearly it shows you how close they are. That's a conversation we can have coming up next. It's 97-1. I vaguely remember that conversation. I didn't realize. I guess I should know. I should know better. Roberto's always listening. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that conversation as well. Anyway, I want to talk about the Super Bowl through the lens of Lions fans. But Rico, I think first and foremost, we need to to call some people out. You guys watched this game, right? Because you had people talking a big game. I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. I, I can't do it. We had one of the great endings in Super Bowl history. Overtime, score for score, touchdown to win it, and people claim they weren't going to watch. I'd like to know if anybody actually kept that promise. And for the rest of us who actually enjoyed the final football game for seven months, let's talk about how close the Lions are. Is that fair, Rico? Yeah. I I can't believe people who said they weren't going to watch that. Did you actually watch something else? What, What is even on opposite the Super Bowl? Hitch. The, the Will pro- Smith movie? And The Proposal. Okay. Yeah, they were running America's back to Funniest back, Home back Videos. Back. Like, yeah. Okay. Because I was just kind of looking like, so what else are people watching? That's about it. You so, watched. So for those who vowed, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Did you live up to your vow? 248-539-9797. I want to know. Did you actually just not watch? And what did you do? What did you do yesterday when the game was on? Or did you break down and you started watching? Of course you started watching. And it was a slow start. It was a sloppy game. Call it what it is. Seven fumbles. Seven field goals. Seven fumbles? They weren't all recovered. Oh, okay. But seven fumbles. I think five of them to Kansas City. They recovered most of them. Sloppy football game. You had the botched punt return, which led to Kansas City's Touchdown. Lone touchdown up until the very end, right? It was not a pretty game. It wasn't like, you know, a classic uh, back-and-forth thriller. But at the end, you got a thrilling finish. And it was a game because it was so sloppy. I'm sure Lions fans were sitting there going, this hurts even more. Because if we were there, we don't make mistakes. We're holding on to a lead. We're winning the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think it's quite that simple. But I I bet it was in your mind if you were watching that game going, hold on, neither of these teams want to win this. This game is there for the taking, and neither team will take it until Mahomes did it in overtime. I promise you, every Lions fan was judging the game based on, oh, Goff would have made that play. Oh, Branch would have made that tackle. Oh, this wouldn't have happened. Oh, Hutch would have gotten that sack. Laporta would have got the first, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. St. Brown, oh, he would have caught that pass. Oh, yeah. We definitely were winning this thing. You're not going for it? Oh, my goodness. You're too soft. Campbell would have gone for it. How close are the Lions, Rico? How would you answer that question, having watched what happened? They're close. I don't think they're as close as Lions fans think that they are, but they are close. They're probably in the second tier. Lions have to show up to defense because, like it or not, as fun as your offense can be, if you can't go out there and stop people, that's going to be problematic. And you and I'm, I'm talking the full 60 minutes. They did it for 30. They didn't do it for the other 60. 
the Niners, it they, they, the Niners went a game and an extra 15 minutes, and then finally that defense broke down. You have to do that, and that's probably the, and you have to learn to accept points when the points are there. Sometimes it means you gotta kick a field goal. How dare you? Sometimes that means that. Sometimes well, it means you just take the three points. There were a lot of field goals. Yeah. So maybe you think maybe you think Dan Campbell wouldn't be com- compatible with that kind of game. I would point out the one comparable from the NFC title to the Super Bowl was a fourth and three with a chance to tie the game. Kyle Shanahan went for it, got it, scored a touchdown. Dan Campbell went for it, didn't get it, got crucified. Fourth quarter, down three. You could tie the game with a kicker. Is the only touchdown the Niners scored in the second half was when they went for it. I do think Campbell would have been compatible. And I hope, because we don't know, I hope he would not have taken the ball first in overtime. I think that was a lesson for everybody. You know what, I, I hope nobody wins the toss and takes the ball again because it's the wrong way to play. I it. think Kyle Shanahan will be skewered and vilified, which I understand why. But I don't think a, I think a lot of coaches and a lot of players found out a lot of things last night in that overtime that they were like, "Huh, I didn't know that either." I don't think it was just the Niner players that were just like baffled and reading the okay. jumbotron. Yeah, well, some players <laughs> said the they Chiefs. were. Right, the Chiefs knew. They credit to Andy Reid; he made sure his players knew. They said they they practiced this and talked about this since training camp, so they were prepared. That's what made them dangerous. They said, "Didn't matter. You scored a touchdown. You were going to kick an extra point. We were never kicking the extra point. We were going to go for two. I got a feeling the two point, the touchdown that they scored on was a two point conversion play. Maybe I don't know. I cannot prove that, but I bet you they figured." Well, we don't really need that for the two-point. How about we just take the kill shot right here? Win the game right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think we were all taking in playoff overtime together. Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan's getting skewered because his team wasn't aware of how they were going to handle it, and he should be. He also made the wrong decision. His rationale was, we'll get the ball. Best case scenario, we score a touchdown. They score a touchdown. And then when we kick a field goal, we win. Yeah, third possession, it's next score wins if both teams are tied. Here's the problem. Or we, get, or we get, you know, as you said, Kansas City fumbled the ball five times. Defense goes out there, gets one of those fumbles, ball game, we win. T- to me, I, there was this real debate as to what you should do with the new rule. To me, it's easy. You, you don't want the ball first. You want the ball second. Because then you know what you need. The idea that, well, the risk is you don't get the third possession. Here's a spoiler. There's no third possession. Not if you play it right. Because you go for two in the second possession, you don't give a third possession. It's like a, it's like a manager saving his closer for the 11th inning. Buddy, we got to get through the ninth and the 10th before we get to the 11th. On, you no. can't worry about the third possession. I mean, I, I know it's the beginning of the game, but weren't the Lions like taking the ball when they won the, the coin toss at the beginning of the game? It's, and they would take... They wanted it. Most people deferred the second half. But that's a little different here, right? This is... All right, I realize yeah. it's overtime, but... Their rationale was, we're going to score first, and we're going to make you play catch-up. Yeah, here's the problem. If you do what the Niners did, you get the ball, you get to a fourth and four, you're in that no-man's land. They kicked the field goal. Because, yeah, you didn't know we got to get something. Right. Because we can't. They got a great kicker. They crossed the 40. He made a Super Bowl record kick already on the day, so they kicked the field goal. Here's the problem. You only had three downs. 
Now Kansas City gets the ball knowing they've got four downs. You gave Mahomes an extra down to beat you. They were never going to give you the ball back for a third possession. He misplayed it. Anyway, the question was, how would you want that to be handled if you're you know, the Lions? Aggressively, strategically, not the way Kyle Shanahan typically runs games. But would the Lions have won the game? 248-539-9797. I think this is so tough, Rico, because while I want to say both teams struggled to to win, do I think the Lions would have avoided blowing a double-digit lead the way San Francisco did? I can't say that because Detroit just blew a 17-point lead in the NFC title. Do I want to say Detroit would have got to Mahomes? Well, the only way Detroit could get to the quarterback late in the season was blitzing, and that's a big no-no for Mahomes. Kansas City won the way they did it all year. Great defense, low scoring, and Mahomes is better than your quarterback. And I think that's the formula that would have won no matter who they played. See, I think the team that could say they were closer to winning is would be the Ravens. Maybe. Yeah. We're not even talking about that because I know we're here in Detroit. But the Ravens annihilated the Niners in San Francisco. Oh, and now imagine the Niners are without Greenlaw, which means that's one less linebacker that's going to be trying to keep Lamar in check. They may have put up 50 points in that game. They're they're the ones who are sitting there saying, what if we would have just beat them? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It all fell into place. But the other question is, you guys said you weren't watching the game. So let's hear from some people who Did said. Did you actually watch the game? You got people on hold. Let's hear from them. 248-539-9797. Chase in a square. Chase, you're on 97.1. What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing on a beautiful Monday? Hey, Chase. Good. Um, yeah, so uh, I was one of the, the the Lions faithful that swore up and down for the last two weeks that I would not be watching the Super Bowl. I did not attend a Super Bowl party. Uh, then, sure sure enough, found myself clicking over about as soon as the uh, the the, scene, the uh, waste management open ended. Uh, clicked right over and, and watched all the way through to the end. And you know, but yeah, as you guys said too, every play was judged against what the Lions would have done in that exact <laughs> situation. Every Jay. single play, and even even with the field goals, I'm like, you see, Dan. You take the three, and we're here this week. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be forever in the back of our minds. It, it, this is going to live rent-free in my head forever. Um, but, you know, what a great what a game. And who can really argue with the greatness of Mahomes? Chase, somehow I imagine you with imaginary headset on, and you're calling plays, and you're just doing all of this saying, this is what we would do. This is what the Lions would do. Here's the play we're going to call. Here's the defense we're going to be in. Was that you? The headset wasn't imaginary, Rico. It just wasn't plugged in. The headset was on. That's funny. Chase, that's funny. That's good stuff. So you end up watching the game. How do you think the Lions would have done if they were there? You know, that, that's such a tough one to call. I mean, looking at the way that first half developed, I really thought, thought they would, you know, and especially the way we'd started games, really thought we could have jumped out to a quick early lead and then – the scary thing then is we got to lean on Aaron Glenn and that defense. And I, I think honestly, we probably would have been in for a, a similar, uh, you know, a repeat of what we saw in the NFC championship game um, where they're, they're we're white knuckling it till the end. And ultimately Mahomes and Kansas city, there's just too many playmakers. He is just too, he's too good. He's, he's got that Jordan quality to him where it just feels inevitable when yeah. down the stretch that, you, you know, yeah. as soon as they kick the field goal in overtime, I'm like, here it comes. Like almost to the point where I didn't even need to watch to know what was going to happen. No, Chase, I like to say that he has that backbreaker gene where you just know, and we just lost it right there. It's just like everything is going well and he escapes out the pocket or something happens and you just, 
for me, it was that final touchdown. As soon as it happened, I'm like, Andy's wide open, of course. There was a moment when Shanahan kicks the field goal at the two-minute warning that they flashed over to Debo. You know what I'm talking about? And you could see this look like, oh, no. And Mahomes didn't end it in regulation. They could have. But he ended it in overtime, and it was only a matter of time. If you let him hang in, if you don't put him away. And that's what it was because ifs and buts. I know. They convert that. They now milk the clock. Because remember, Kansas City burned a timeout early, so they only had two. They could have took it to under a minute, and then you kick the field goal, and now you're leaving them to go all the way down with no timeout with about 35 seconds to go. There were the two third downs where they got pressured one out of the two minute warning and one in overtime. It was a third and five and a third and four. Yeah. Speaking of what the lions would have done. I don't know this 100%, but I know something the lions did a lot this year is on those third and mediums. They'd run it and they have a good enough run game where they would get it outright. But part of why they did it is if they didn't get it now, instead of fourth and four or fourth and five, it's fourth and one or fourth and two, yeah. and then you can go for it and play for the win instead of the overtime. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I'll, I'll give Kansas City, for both of those third down plays, unless you line up in a different formation, neither one of those plays, you weren't going to run, and you were going to lose yardage. It wasn't set up that way. Unfortunately, that was one of my biggest gripes with Shanahan is he abandoned the run. You have Christian McCaffrey, and you did not use him properly. You you would forget about him, and I don't know how you could. I mean, he finished with 80 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving, but there were times in the games where he just flat out forgot, oh, yeah, I have this guy because you're trying to make Kittle it's and Debo and all of these other people happy. You know what? Who cares? Win the game, and I don't care who gets all the glory because, to me, Jennings was going to be the MVP had they won the thing. It threw a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Right. Would have been one of the more unlikely Super Bowl MVPs of all time. I want to say it was like plus 3,000 on fan. Might as well have been plus 3 million. I mean, he, but there he was. There he was down the stretch. All right, you watched this game through the lens of a Lions fan. Assuming you actually watched. And we got people who, who said they weren't going to watch. What did you end up seeing? It's 97-1. Left the Super Bowl thinking, man, the Lions are close. Neither team wanted to win that game, wanted to pull away. Man, the Lions are close. See, I saw it differently. I saw it as that's how hard it is to win the Super Bowl, that both teams were trying and the others were out there trying to stop them. It wasn't like, you know, let's play rock, paper, scissors, who's going to win this thing. That You saw two teams with a lot on the line. The Chiefs wanted to start a dynasty. The Niners wanted to show that we're here and we've arrived. For the Lions, do you have that next gear to do what it takes and and adjust on the fly. And I see that's where I look at Campbell and I say, no, yes, you want to do things your way, but you got to look at the circumstance. You got to look at the surroundings. And that's why sometimes being super aggressive doesn't work. That's why sometimes taking the three points, I know it's not that very masculine to take the three points, but it's three points. It keeps you in games. It extends games. And both coaches kicked a ton of field goals, seven field goals in the game. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody took the ball and put it away. And they're two good defenses, so you're right, Rico. That's a fair point. I appreciated Campbell's aggressiveness in the NFC title game. I know that was a whole debate that was hashed out and will probably be argued for the end of time. But Campbell on a fourth and three late in the game went for it, passed up the tie, went for it, didn't get it, was crucified. 
Kyle Shanahan passed up the tie closer. Would have been an easier field goal. Passed up the tie, played for a touchdown, got the first score to touchdown, took the lead. It was one of the few moments where his team found the end zone in the game, and you were going to need to find the end zone to win. And if that's the mentality Campbell's going to bring most times, most games, most situations, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Now, they do need to get better. Because if they played Kansas City, I think KC would have won that game. They they took they took that Niners offense, which was every bit as good as Detroit's, even better, and they held them in check. And if the game got bogged down and Mahomes kept getting chances, and you and can't you know, and you can't pressure him without blitzing, I think they and I hate saying this, guys, I think they would have lost. But now you know what it takes, and you've got an off season to get right back there and finish the job next season. And the other thing is kind of like what happened to the Niners. A lot of times the Lions would abandon the run and they would stop running Montgomery and they would go for the sizzle plays instead of just going for the safer plays, the four yards, four yards, four yards, first down, run the clock, milk the clock, score the touchdown. You would go with the let's go with Gibbs, let's go with this, let's go with that. Same happened last night where the Niners just said, you know what, I know you're getting you're getting things done, McCaffrey, but now let's try to throw the ball and do all this other stuff. No, I don't think that the Lions would have won this game. Yes, you beat Kansas City earlier in the year. Kansas City had Kadarius Toney. Chris Jones wasn't there. Travis Kelsey wasn't there. Yeah. Now, no no asterisk. You, you won. That's a legit win. But it gets tough. Last night, you saw Kelsey... 92 of his 93 yards came in the second half in the overtime. Jones prevented two touchdowns by himself mm-hmm. in the face of Brock Purdy. Including big one in overtime. And, and, and just remember this, because I know it gets lost. Lions fans, Mahomes had an opportunity. He threw the ball. Kadarius Toney was behind the secondary. He just flat out dropped it. Okay? We're talking about the Reynolds drop. Yep. He dropped it. Like. They were setting themselves up to win that game. And, yeah, this is why, you know, Tony didn't play in the Super Bowl. Mike in Detroit, you're next up. You're on 97-1, Mike. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Mike. Hey, man. I, I, might, have to, I might have to just change our question a little bit. It, it wasn't that I didn't want to watch the game. It was how I ended up watching the game. Okay. Usually okay. amongst. All of my friends, man, we have a Super Bowl day is a celebration. It's our it's our Christmas. About twenty of us, best food, best liquor, swapping lies about our all of our, all of us play ball in college. We all line <laughs> each other, saying what we would do. Instead of doing that, I watched the game yesterday with my my wife, who was asking me about uh, intentional grounding all day to rule, and my son and my cat. Well, your boys. Say, that's, Mike, not that different than my Super Bowl experience. Go so, ahead. So, so, Mike, were you were you at least in like a group text chain the entire game? Man, if I, if we were texting each other uh, other stuff, that's how much we were not involved Damn. in the game. I mean, we were cracking jokes, texting stuff. It had nothing to do with the game. But the one thing I can say is Dan Campbell has got me brainwashed because I was like. They shouldn't have passed the ball. Run it. Third and six. I'm like, run it. You know, and then I had to catch myself like, that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a whole different experience with the Lions getting as far as they as they got this year. 
But when I tell you 20 of my friends were all watching the game, some of them were watching them by themselves, some of them was watching it with their dogs. I mean, it was crazy. It was like, you know, I, I can't even explain it, man. It was just a bummer. Yeah, you ended up watching anyway, though at least, because people yeah. have said people have said it wasn't a great Super Bowl start to finish. No, but it was a great ending, right? I mean, it was a, it was a great ending. Anybody that loves football, it was a great ending. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the halftime show, which is what my wife wanted to uh wanted to see, but other than that, you know, that was it. All right. You know, so I, I, I'll hang up and let you Mike, guys. Thanks for Mike, having me on. Hey, Mike, just just make sure you keep Usher away from your wife, man. Just don't don't hey, take man, it to the Usher show. Usher, bad boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> when he took his shirt off at the halftime, I'm sure. Okay. Oh, man, his shows are. Yeah, just just be what careful. What are talking about? She can see this. This is better. Yeah, David. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not taking her to see Usher. All right. Not front row. Nope, nope, no, you're good. No, hey, please. you mind if I sing to yes, I do. We're, out, on. we're in the parking lot, actually. Right. Stadium it'd, adjacent. It, it, David, it'd be like the scene out the five heartbeats. You'll be leaving with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Tony's next up. Tony, what's up? You're on 97.1. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call today. What's hey, up? Um, yeah, I, I want to um, reiterate. You, I, I think the luster for watching the Super Bowl was probably gone from a lot of people because, as you know, the Lions didn't make it. Um, first of all, but I end up, yeah, I end up watching the Super Bowl, and what it also showed me is that a lot of coaches, it's like I hope they use the, I hate to use the old cliche, they're playing chess and we're playing checkers. Some of those plays, Andy Reid, his defensive staff called, they were right on time. Whereas, and I think one of you guys said it earlier, as far as when Dan Campbell, I think. He's still coaching off of emotion because I think we did so good this year. We made it into the playoffs, got our first win. I believe if he would have been able to remove himself some type of way from that emotion in the second half of that San Francisco 49ers game, we would have easily have won that game. Um, a key point that I noticed was when, you, like you say, we could have matched San Francisco on a field goal for a field goal and went back up by 17 and put the pressure back on Purdy. I think that the game of football is played off of momentum swings and letting the other team think that they're still in the game and they have a chance to win it. For me watching all of the games, that's what I saw with Dan Campbell did. The minute you didn't make that fourth down, San Francisco, and you could almost look at the players and see it, they actually was like a light went on. I actually think we can come back and win this game. So to say how close we are, I don't think that we're as close as a lot of the Lions fans are thinking we are. I think that Green Bay is going to be tough this year, Chicago, and also Minnesota. Yeah, Tony, Tony that's fair. Tony, tough. I think that's fair. And, yeah, you're going to have a, a first-place schedule. And I don't know if people have looked at the future Lions. They're playing a lot of playoff teams. San Francisco, Dallas, Buffalo, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be – this year's schedule was a lot easier. So the challenge is you may be a better team, but you may not have as many wins. He's right that it's not going to be easy. They are close, though. Like, both things can be true. They could be close, but it not be easy to get right back. That's right. what you're saying. Right, because here's what's going to happen. This year, if all things are held equal and there's no catastrophic injuries to quarterbacks, you're going to have to go out and play maybe three, four games in a row against playoff-caliber teams, which kind of gets you to that grind rather than playing, okay, we got this good team, and then we got bottom feeder, bottom feeder, bottom feeder, bottom feeder, good team, bottom feeder. Now it's, man, you're looking at it like 
if I'm a season ticket holder, next year is the tickets you want to hold because great games going to be at Fort Field and road games. People, save your pennies now. If you plan on taking over stadiums in the fall, there's a lot of games you're going to want to go and see. Start saving your pennies. You talk about all things being equal. I hope all things aren't equal. I think Green Bay is going to get better. I think Chicago has the ammunition to get better. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about. I I know what you're saying. I'm just speaking to the people. The Lions need to get better because I don't think they would have beaten Kansas City on that day last night. But they have four picks in the top 100. They have, before they do any deals, roughly $60 million to spend. They should be aggressive this offseason. I know Brad Holmes kind of slow played it in his press conference, but and where do you I, go they, better not, they better not sit here and try to float into next season. Go out and try to win next season. Yeah, I, th- I think you really need to go after the defense. But, yeah, it, it's just one of those where yeah, I look at this, and I'm talking about, yeah, because like if golf goes down, this team with yeah. Hendon Hooker, yeah, it's, not the same. it's a wash. Yep. I'm not going to count anything against them next year. That's what I'm saying. If all the quarterbacks are playing that you're going up against – your defense is going to go up against, it's going to be fun and entertaining to watch. You may not be as good, but you're going to find out a lot more about your team because there's probably going to be three, four-game stretches where you're playing playoff team after playoff team after playoff team. 248-539-9797. As a Lions fan, you did watch. You don't have to lie to me. You did watch. When you watch the game, You viewed it maybe differently than any other Super Bowl. You viewed it through the lens of what would the Lions do on this situation, this third down, this fourth down? How would the Lions handle this lead or if they're trailing at this point in the game? What would Campbell have done with the new overtime rules? How close are they to a Super Bowl? It's a good conversation. We're going to keep that going, plus talk about Super Bowl commercials. That's right, part of the festivities next, 97-1. 97-1, Super Bowl in the books. You watched a little differently this year. Thinking about the Lions, with every big decision, with every big play, with the flow of the game, how would they be doing if they were there? It's sad, but it's also exciting because they're that close. Yeah. And how close and what would have happened? Let's get to the phones, 248 wait for the schedule to actually get for the exact oh, dates. I know. I mean, because I was just saying, I think it could be like where you play the Niners, Cowboys, Bills, and Packers in a four-week stretch with the Seahawks. Let's see it. Yeah. Let, well, I want to see what they do this offseason because you got to get a little better. Let's go to the phones. We got Dwight. You're on 97.1. You end up watching? Yes. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, fellas, for letting me log in with you guys and give my little spiel on this. Okay, first of all, you know, I suffer from the big baby syndrome. I ain't got over that we should have been in that Super Bowl. And so just to make <laughs> my point, get my point across, I said to the NFL, I'm not going to even watch the Super Bowl. How you guys like that since the Lions lost a game that I know that we should have been in? So I said, I'm not going to watch the game. Then as I'm sitting there fidgeting on the couch and everything while my brothers and cousins and all them are doing our usual Super Bowl party, I said, I know what. I, I, I go back there and just, I'm just going to get some of the food that they got there. Ain't no sense to letting that go to waste just because. Mm-hmm. You can't let it go to waste. waste. No, of course not. Yeah, right. You know, I'm going over there and give me some seafood gumbo, but I ain't watching no game, you know. So finally, you know, you know how the football is. You know, as the game started going, then I decided, ah, what the heck. I think I'll watch some of it. And the game was actually boring as heck. <laughs> That made me more madder because I said the Lions would have been in here. We would have been doing this. We would have been doing that. 
oh, man. I said, oh, my goodness. I was getting angry as we watched. So I said, <laughs> forget about it. I'll pick me a, a winner who's going to win the thing. And I went with the Chiefs. Yep. Right? I went with the Chiefs. Man, what a game that was, man. That was exciting. It's, I don't know what, man. Yeah, it turned out to be. So I ended up, man, that end up, you know, one thing that really pissed me off, though, was that center for the St. Louis, uh, I mean, for uh, KC. For the Chiefs, yeah. You know, that guy, all them low snaps he was giving him, man, what the heck? I you know what, Dwight? Didn't, didn't make it easy. Wasn't low enough. I needed fumbles. Oh, stop. <laughs> I needed fumbles. Wasn't low enough. Try harder. David, what do you got over there? I mean, I What'd think you, you say, all. David? We don't have time for this. I think you okay, all know that's okay. hey, exactly what, what drive this is. Oh. The final drive to win the Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowls for the Kansas City Chiefs. It wow. is a 13-play, 75-yard drive. Mahomes went 7-for-7 seven seven for 41 yards and a passing touchdown to win the game. That is, sadly, the final drive of the week of the NFL season. Why sadly? Most of us enjoyed it. No more football. No more football. Oh, yeah. For Rico, it was double sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Double sad. Nah, you saw it coming. Yeah. You could see Mahomes was holding off on making those runs, the read options, until the very end when he needed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, there was so many things that bothered me. And the overtime, when Mitchell picks up the first down, but then there's the holding call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that would be, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because Rico's a 49er. That would be an agonizing way to lose the Super Bowl, right? Well, so what's no, no, no. Here's what hurts even more, Will That's Joe. worse. Yeah, losing in the w- Super Bowl. Yes. W- when I saw. It's great for Lions fans. They didn't have to go through that. When I saw the great play. great for Lions fans. You want to be there. When Chris Jones like stopped at third and four, and then I watched the whole play, and there's Brendan Ayuk wide open in the touch for a touchdown in the end zone. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's, as I say, it's it's a it's a deeper pain that I don't think Lions fans. You think you know pain? You don't know pain. What's, I think we know pain. You know pain. I mean, there's no question about no, it. No, we I know think, torture. I think that's the worst way to lose. You had like three chances to win. Whether yeah, but, you, but they do have like four Super Bowls in there. No, we're not five, talking about history. We're talking about that game. Oh, yeah, Steve right. Young won one too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. Listen, listen, I just think it's great. Mm. I actually think, and you might disagree, that Lions fans got over their depression right around <sighs> kickoff. They watched the first half and they said to themselves, we could beat both these teams. And then I think by the time overtime rolled around, I think Lions fans were like, yeah. F you, Niners. Rieger spends his entire life misrepresenting Lions fans. Well, I mean, I think a lot of Lions fans were happy that the <laughs> Niners, the team that beat them, lost like that yeah. in torturous fashion. Yeah, but hold on. You say Lions fans were convinced they were going to win. I'd like to believe that. I'd like to think the Lions wouldn't have blown a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl, but they blew a 17-point lead in the Jim, NFC title game. I judge uh, everything I know by social media. Okay. Every <laughs> Lions fan yeah, yeah, on social it. media. And his fake Yesterday, on the phone. right around like 8 o'clock, they're all like, we're better than both these teams. To, to me, there's one team that could probably say that. It was the other participant in the championship round, Baltimore. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. They actually hammered the Niners. But you know what I do think is encouraging for Lions fans? There are no super teams out there. Like in no. years past, like, yeah, who's going to beat the Patriots? There is a super series? team out there. Who? Where? They reside in Kansas City. No, no, but they they lose games. They lose. They Lions win teams. No, no, no. Don't no, you it, remember? It's, it's kind of like with Brady and the, and the Patriots. They didn't need to go undefeated. They, that one year they flirted with undefeated, and then they lost. 
But they, you know what? We just got to get in. Doesn't matter where we play. We're going to beat you. They're it, great, but they're not under. They're not that imposing. We I don't have, think we have an active dynasty in the NFL, so it's not easy to win a Super Bowl. But they're sure they're beatable. I'll, I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, I'm just talking about the team as constructed right now. Yeah. Eminently beatable. The jackass 49ers almost beat them. I mean, almost. Yeah, almost. There's a whole San lot Francisco. of almost. But they kept winning. So how does this work, by the way, the transitive property that I know everybody likes? So since the Lions scored 24 on the Niners at the half, but it took five quarters for... The Chiefs to score twenty five on the Niners. You see what I do? I have absolutely no idea. The mental gymnastics. I know. Here's a better question. Physically fit man. I know. Who would have been the off the beaten path Lions guy that scored the winning touchdown? That would have been some crazy play to Malcolm Kavinda, Khalif Raymond. Yeah. Oh, is he healthy? Would it be healthy? Yeah. He would be back just in time. Or who's the not Josh Reynolds? Uh, the other Back one, Brock Wright. Brock Wright? Yeah. That's who it would have oh, no, been. Who, oh, no. Dan Skipper Dan reporting Skipper. is eligible. Oh, no. The Fresh one here. Yes. Dan Skipper or Panay Sewell. And then there would have been a penalty flag. Yeah. Well, oh. there's a flag on the play. Yeah, the NFL would not let the Lions win the Super Bowl. No. That's obvious. No, no. I agree. And, and you know they're making sure of that. Have you seen the new logo for New Orleans? Oh, no blue in it, right? There is no None. blue. Yeah. Although going it's on. red. In green. Yes. <gasps> Packers, Chiefs. Gonna be there? Oh, the lime green could be Dolphins. Yeah, so we figured it's, it's more Dolphins, of a Dolphins, Falcons. Going to the Super Bowl. So oh. we figure it's either. Chiefs, Eagles. It could be the Packers, Chiefs. It could mm. be the Niners, Dolphins. Or mm. none of it could matter at all. Yeah. Or it's anything conspiracy. we're talking about right now does not matter at all. <laughs> That's usually how our show goes. Is that the plan? Yeah. At six? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reavers Everything annoy we say everybody. will be wrong and none of it matters. Mm. I mean, so really so your focal life. point is is what? Just to make things clear. Patrick Mahomes, is he a witch? Is that the Lions should have won the game? No, yeah. no, that's not me. That was just everybody on Twitter. Oh, Dude, you got to get it. Yeah. All right, they burn Patrick Mahomes at the stake next. It's Wojo and Rieger. It's 97-1. <laughs>